I'm just saying Bitcoin is not necessarily going to be the the winner. Of course not. This. Of course not. But you uh, like you believe in the project's future until you believe in there being a better project, right? Like that's the thing. Well, I'm just saying I agree, man. And as I said, I'm, I've invested and lost most of my money in uh, sperm in a cup. So like, we've all got our <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking... <laughs> Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Everybody wants to rule the world. Hey, baby. <laughs> Man, what is happening? I can't with- hear you. What do you mean? Oh, wait, i got to plug this in. <laughs> oh, dude, my fucking office is like a sauna in here. Dude, what the fuck is happening with your laptop? It's gone from, it's turned into a small pinhole I can see you through, man. Like, what are Mate, you throwing that, at it? That, that, that's all that's left of my consciousness. <laughs> that's a fair reflection. It's fading, man. I don't know what happens, man. Like, uh, every time I log on, it's a different experience. Welcome <laughs> to my life. Well, I haven't hit any button. Fucking come on! The ringing's still there, so it's just it's still doing the screaming. Um, Is that better? Why have wh- I got this stupid ring around? What do you mean? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. My office has killed me, man. Like the air conditioning, I couldn't get it on, and then the the remote, I got a screwdriver, it wouldn't open. So eventually, <laughs> uh, I threw it to try open it up, and and then I didn't realize it had an LCD screen, so it's all black. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> But now my office feels like uh, 400 degrees. Turns out this cheap office space was uh, not as good as I thought. It was great during winter. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? But like, fuck, it's, oh, fuck. I don't even know if I can do the pod, man. You can do the pod, man. I don't want to hear your fucking complaining anymore. Dude, you fucked me. You're doing uh, business chat just before we go on the pod. I tried to call you an hour ago so we could do that. Yeah, but don't ever ring me during work. (laughs) You're not, you're not. Your business is not pressing, man. Fucking put it in a fax. I'll answer it in the next three months. I couldn't believe it, man. You be- you badgered away on my phone and I was like, this better be either your car's crashed or you need a, a life or death decision. It's just fucking general shit. I'm like, get the fuck out. I'm trying to trade, man. I'm in there. I'm like, what the fuck? You're peppering my phone. I'm like, fuck off. Don't ring me. I'm just losing more money over here. I've got to try to save my... Um, my life? Yeah, and your family's life. How is the trading today? Dude, how is it? Miso's back, hey? So all the all the doubters, everyone listening is has been proved a fool. I mean back, like we're we're at we're four dollars and fifteen cents again. It's not um Well we're not, the we're thing not was, quite there. Look, it got to five oh five, but uh the shorters always attack it just because it's so far away from revenue. Yeah. But it was a very le- legitimizing moment, man, like mm. a big farmer signing up. It's a shame that uh, Sylvie didn't realize that he should have done that before the FDA meeting. It's like what I said in uh, a few apps ago, like you don't set up a pizza joint on Tony Soprano's strip without talking to Tony or you end up getting fucking your launch night. It's just fucked. Yeah, I know. It's a bit of a weird one, um, old Sylvie. Uh, well, if that was an option this whole time, why wouldn't he have taken it? Is it... Is it, he just wants it all for himself? He's a greedy little boy? It's just greed, dude. He was like, um, 
They're like, dude, I can help you over that fence. And he was like, no, I'm just going to keep running into it because if I break through, then I own the whole farm. But if you help me over, you get 10% of the sheep and I want all sheep to be. And then he basically got electrocuted with the FDA approval and now he's finally come back. And I would imagine he probably got a shitter deal because they were like, we told you, we told you, Tony Soprano, he decides. But man, I really don't think I can do the pod in this temperature. Don't be I've like I've got to that. get this aircon fixed. Don't, well, then turn it on, man. What are you doing? You're throwing a remote at it. You're breaking everything. Mate, and then we've had dramas. We've had dramas trying to sign up clients because Macquarie has made a business decision now that uh, non-nationals is much harder. They want mm-hmm. a nexus to Australia. So I'm trying to work my way around that. It's been a whole new game. It's fucking annoying. Well, usually you could just lie and say that you had a uh, like a bunker filled with South Africans and that they all lived at your address. And now you've <laughs> figured out that you well, don't. Well, mate, you could do whatever. But the thing is, I um, they want a nexus. I, I don't... Do you know what I mean? What, what do you need to do? Show you sort of in a singlet with thongs? Going, <laughs> yeah, g'day, mate. I love that. I love the... The business decision by Macquarie, like, oh, let's let's limit our, our customer base to 20... What's the Australian population? 25 mil, probably now? Yeah, I think so. 25. Who knows after COVID? Probably 40 <laughs> mil. Everyone's having babies. It's doubled. <laughs> I thought we were going to go... I thought we were going to go down that rabbit hole again, man. How did you like that Sweden... Uh, in the news again as their uh, as as your your theory your model of oh don't, don't just don't count anything starts to catch up with them as their hospitals are overwhelmed i love the media <laughs> jumping on it it's like it's still wasn't it just six thousand dead still a small number i think that you uh when you say the media jumping on it these are some these are some uh wolfy tinted glasses it's, that's from your perspective where no man no one's talked about sweden for so long except you who's created this narrative in his head where sweden is this like utopia where covid runs free and it doesn't hurt anybody and it's fine and and here's the here's the proof that we didn't need to take any action in the first place and then the media goes oh yeah sweden fucked and you're like oh look at this they're coming out to attack me again and my new theory that we could just ignore ignore the pandemic and keep moving with our lives well man all i say to you is pol pot how many did he kill two million i'll probably get bigger numbers than six thousand <laughs> not as many as mal if i make any money and eventually set up that death camp i mean six thousand is going to look like a fucking weekend an afternoon dance why is why is mal um ig- ignored pol pot no, no, but why is Mao ignored? Like he, how many did he, uh, he kill? It was, it was a lot, man. Like the Great Leap Forward, uh, which is such a cool move, by the way. That's a, they say that it was a communist revolutionary movement, but to my mind, that is a true capitalist revolutionary movement. Where Mao went, look. We are going to lose a couple hundred million of you, but at the end of it, we are going to have some pretty fucking sick factories. So, dude, well, this is what I'm saying. It. And, and, and what a good setup. Like the ultimate cap- capitalism is to sell socialism to the plebs and ultimately become the only dictator, the one machinist, the one, the one owner. Do you know what I mean? The, the, the only industrialist in your entire place. So you sell the dream, everything's shared and you share it, but you don't really do that and they never do. You just basically profit at the top and you know there's only a few actually engaging in business and the rest are just uh, foot soldiers. But fuck, dude, I don't think I can do this pod. It's too hot. Don't, it's like 400 degrees don't in here. Get a fan or something, man. Put something on. What are you doing? 
Okay, let me pause, man, because I have to try fix this. It's actually that bad. <laughs> yeah, man, I did love that uh, Miso basically rebounded to where I entered. So it was all an aberration. I didn't have to lose any money. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, you did because of the margin, right? Like if you had just let it ride, you would have been fucked. Well, I'm saying if I had originally with the amount of capital I had just hadn't leveraged, I would uh, still be going along nicely just yeah taking over having a good time but man we all get greedy which is why yesterday i was um i was up uh 800 on my pnl and today i'm only up 600 on my pnl because well do you know i was, I was looking at charts because i never look at um crypto because mm. i thought it was uh black magic but I was reading somewhere yeah, the, and the they... stem cell we can cure anything with the stem cells treatment. That's not black magic to you. The one where the FDA goes, "What is life?" as their question, like, "How do you explain the meaning of life?" That one, you're like, "Nah, seems good. It's a safe bet, man. Not like this crypto car. I don't know what's a block. How's a how's a chain on a block, man? Dude, it's sperm in a bag. That's all it is. Everyone trusts that. Semen in a cup. That's all stem cells are. Who doesn't? <laughs> love that <laughs> but you know what I was, I was looking at a chart and they were saying that um crypto if you look uh every seven week run like it had here it's normally had a 20 to 30 percent pullback so i've been waiting for that i've been waiting for your sms of panic someone was i saw some guy that had run through the ch the charting and he was generally he said maybe not now but it generally has a 20 30 percent pullback on these sort of uh epic runs well if we have a 20 percent Ah, uh, but see, this is the thing. I don't think the I don't think the run's even close to uh, to coming off yet, man. Like, of this... course you don't, man. No one ever does until it's too late. Because <laughs> I'm because I'm in there. But uh, uh, don't don't give me these seeds of doubt. But I've got I've got a I've got a model that I think is working. I think I've got a a, a model for uh, and, and good reasoning for why I think my Ethereum play is going to come right because uh, Bitcoin's up huge huge numbers, man. It's been doing stacks. Uh, wait, how, how, what do you say? 30% pullback on all of these big runs. I was just looking at some research and some, some idiot was pushing this and he was showing the charts. I don't know. It's probably bullshit. I, I don't do any research on crypto. I don't buy that, man. Like a 30% pullback on a big run. Like may, maybe if you look at it over uh, like the week the week-long candles because if you look at it by the day-long candles man it's like we've gone steadily from uh covid times uh in, in march four thousand four thousand dollars uh five thousand dollars maybe up to uh nineteen thousand four hundred and like it, the buy sentiment i don't think is really kicked in yet because people outside of crypto aren't talking about it even like mates of mine who work with computers you they I'm like, oh, have you seen crypto? And they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. What's what's happened? And you're like, man, yeah. we're, we're $300 away from a new all-time high on Bitcoin. You've got uh, Ripple has just struck all these massive deals uh, with all these banks. You've got every country in the world is researching and implementing the blockchain for different government processes. Yeah. And then Ethereum is fully staked and Ethereum 2.0 is due to launch on the 1st of December. Well, mate, you've you've proved you've proved the big victor. You've got your PlayStation arbitrage now, Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, you've got it all, dude. You got my scalping money. I got my scalping money and my internet credits. It's uh, it's really oh, going mate, well for me. <laughs> I, I swear, 
We should never talk business before this pod. Now I'm in like a, I keep thinking about the thing we spoke about before. <laughs> Don't worry about I it. I just want to talk about that the whole time. Well, well, I wanted to talk about the Great Leap Forward. That's what I wanted to talk about, man. The, uh, about what? <laughs> the Great Leap Forward with Mal. I, it's, I think it's ridiculous. The uh, uh, chi- China has nailed it so hard. Uh, just in almost everything that they've done. They're the most efficient people, man. Like you can't beat them. They... Uh, that yeah. Mal, Mal murdered 45 million people with his grand idea to have people stop farming and move into the cities and start like... Dude, well, what better way to stop someone farming than bury them? They become <laughs> fertilizer for your big, your big unit. I, I do love it though, man. But like the one thing they haven't done is PR that well in the West. Do you mm. know what I mean? Because there's such a negative... Every time I imagine China, I can't imagine anyone smiling. Which is a sad thing, do you know? For so much progress and so much success, every image I get, I never imagine a smile. I just imagine people being whipped. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, do, you, do you know? There's a sadness to it. It's efficient, but it, I, I think that's just racism inherent in my system. I don't think so, man. They have a great time out there. They live well, but every time I imagine Russians, Germans, Chinese, I. I I can't imagine them just sort of skipping to work. Like I always just imagine <laughs> them hauling some bricks for no reason other than to just toughen their back up to push up against the, the cog <laughs> that they're going to be wedged into. But it's not actually like that. You probably go there and it's great. There's probably a joker, you know, the office joker in, in the Chinese factory that's messing around putting little bits of dirt in the, the machinery and they'll have a laugh. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's probably exactly like friends, Chinese friends. Chinese friends, Don't you think? yeah. Like a normal life. There's probably a Joey. How you doing? How you doing? <laughs> and it's just basically racism because the media, anything different is just sold to you as evil to keep you in the trap. I came up with a friends alternative. Uh, it's on just after friends. It's uh, Filipino friends, and it's called Prens. <laughs> oh, mate, I love that. <laughs> but you know what the thing is? I love that they. They did it with The Office, right? They take the UK one, they make it a US. They need to do that with all shows, like have the Chinese office. And uh, you know what I mean? Like everything. I love this idea. Chinese Mr. Bean. Chinese Mr. Bean. Like, do you love this? The office had a different version in so many of them, man. Like they they had uh, like an office for almost every country and the majority of them just failed. No, didn't they just change the language? It was only the US that actually made like... They changed it a bit. They actually had like American actors and then just rolled it out. I love the Americans as well because they just did thousands of seasons. Even Ricky was like, dude, this idea gets a bit annoying after three seasons. (laughs) They're like, not in America, not with corn chips at the ready. You can listen to this same fucking premise like Friends. I'll be there. Friends got ridiculous, dude. Like how when you think about the idea, this is what I hate about creativity. When you think about the idea that got sold, a group of friends live in nearby in apartments and then fun ensues. Like if I go along to ABC and they go pitch me a show, I'm like, a group of friends hang out and then fun (laughs) ensues. They're like, get the fuck out. We need like a dog in a wheelchair. We need some ideas. There's fucking cartoon element to it. You gotta, you gotta, I gotta be, we we gotta be innovators. But most of the, the great shows you watch were basically like a show about nothing. And they just go, we love it. We're going to fucking $100 million show. Yeah, but everything that came after Seinfeld, uh, Friends uh, and so many more, uh, they, were, they were all just answers to Seinfeld. Seinfeld was the only oh. one where it was, I think, I think probably because Larry 
David is such a fucking genius um, yep. that they were like, yeah, whatever you want to do, man, just go nuts. I don't think that there was like a big pitch process for Seinfeld. I reckon they came in and said, we want to work with you guys. And then they... Jerry and Larry no, were like, man, well... No, man, that's not how... This is how it never happens because Chappelle was on today badgering on and he pitched his Chappelle show and the execs said, well, why do we need you? So let, let me get this right. Funny sketches. Well, what do we need you for? What the fuck? Are you, aren't you talking about the end of it where uh, the third season where Chappelle said, I want this much and they no, said... No, Chappelle, Chappelle came out today and basically uh, exposed how the network screwed him how he was sort of uh, a single dad with no money and he went in for the, to sign the contract and they're all laughing and he, he, he tied it into like one of those card tricks where everyone in the audience is involved mm. and then he was like how he had got ripped off. But the thing is if you look at Faulty Towers, look at all of them, the early pitch is just simple and I'm like, yeah, humans are simple. People are dumb. <laughs> you don't need a rocket ship. And then I guarantee any person that gets to pitch – has to try and make it. There's a ghost. And <laughs> it's friends with a ghost. Do you know that you got to try to do, and they go, we love it. It's friends, but there's a horse living in the house as well. And it's RSV, RSPCA. And the, do you know? And, and every time I've heard anyone pitch something, it's got to be, um, it's got to be doled up for them. They're mm. like, well, what, we want something spicy. But I'm like, Joe Schmo after work just wants to see SAS, just people rolling in the mud being yelled at. <laughs> That's it. Well, the office, uh, the office had a UK office. You had a Canada office, a Chile office, a Czech Republic office, a Finnish office, a French office, a German office. Different actors? Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are the remakes, man. An Israel office, a Swedish office, and then the US office. Those were all the ones that they did remakes with, Dave, with like a David Brent character. Do you know what I love about the, the, the goal of comedians is Ricky Gervais sold The Office which is everyone's life experience to mm. various countries. And I was like, hang on, don't we all work in an office? Isn't mundane conversation <laughs> the fucking baseline for every human? But he monetized it. He said, you know what? I've got a brilliant show. You know, an office. And like, yeah, we're all, even I'm in an office. What do you mean? And he goes, I've captured that in a very low level. Our office is just remedial. Because I never had a proper job, it's paperwork in a fucking filing area. It's not like law or anything. It's just grind work. And, and he goes, like, if you want to buy it off me, get in touch. I've got the copyrights to the office. And you're like, what the fuck? The office, office space was already the office. How did Ricky yeah, Gervais yeah. make the office when office space, the movie, was the exact same thing? Like, it, it, it may be even better. It's just the character, right? Ricky came here, he just sets up the office and they go, he's brilliant, he's a genius. Ignore that office space exists at that point. And then the poor prick at office space was like, hang on, isn't this my movie? And Gervais was like, nah, this is a sitcom. And then he sells it back to the US. The US should have just gone and said, fuck you, Gervais, we're going to make office space, the movie, into a sitcom. And we're paying this other fuck that's fucked a few hundred dollars for the right. But Mike Judge already did that after Office Space. He did Silicon Valley, which is like 
a startup version yeah. of Office Space. It's um. But dude, do you understand the craziness of it? It's obviously just the writing, right, that makes it. Like that's why Larry David's so good. I think the writing and also Ricky Gervais selling the character of David Brent. But I don't. Yeah, you, you. They don't. It's not like anyone, I guess, would have needed to to purchase that. Dude, but I find it all the time because people say like, oh, my voice sounds a bit like Dave Hughes, and I'm like, well, I'm not. It's regional Australian accent. What are you fucking talking about? And it's like, <laughs> I've got a lawyer, mate, that pitched a law show. And they go, sorry, we've already got someone doing the law. And I'm like, who? Who? They, 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 what? A failed comedian that never worked in a law office has now got rights to... This fuckhead's done 15 years. They're, they're, a, they're, they're, they're a qualified lawyer. Yeah. And it's like, sorry, sorry, Jeff Babilia has sold the idea. I'm like, he, he's never even fucking... He doesn't even have a law degree. How can he sell this? How can he sell my life? He's some <laughs> asshole. This is how cliche life is. You come to sell your life and they go, mate, Wolf of Wall Street's already been done. But I'm like, no, but this is my actual experience. And they're like, go away. Go away. You're a thief. I'm like, no, but I, what, what can I do if your life's already captured? Your life's already captured in a book or movie, then you're a hack. You're a hack in your own life. You're like, dude, everyone has that annoying mum, the overbearing mum. That's fucking Ray, Ray next door or Ray in the middle or everyone loves Ray. Man, it's like when comedians get up and they're like, uh, they tell a story and you're like, oh, and yeah, I did this, uh, I, had this, I had this crazy night and crashed my car and all this stuff. And some other comics like, oh, well, I uh, actually, I've got a bit about crashing my car. So, and it sounds pretty similar. And you're like, yeah, but I, I did crash my car, man. Like I've... It's out, it's out the front, man. It's on, it's on blocks out the front. It happened right outside. Mate, you know when it happens a lot? Everyone did rot, Rotto Fest here and then everyone came away with a quokka story about kicking them, hitting them, eating yeah. them. Yeah. And then it was like, hey, just, just a heads up, mate, because you, you did Rot Nest a year later. You've stolen fucking <laughs> Jimbo Bob's fucking quokka bit. I'm like, I actually did run over one with my bike on purpose, <laughs> so I want that bit. <laughs> I cooked it. I actually did cook it. So fuck you. And they're like, mate, just be a bit. But you know what I find so funny? It's all contemporary references because they go like, hey, mate, that's, that was on Silicon Valley. I'm like, have you read a book? Do any comedians read books? Because all these ideas are well-trodden tropes that have existed for a thousand years. My best example is Jesus is a ma magician. They always, uh, Mark Maron pushed this. He goes, it's my bit. Jesus, what if he was just a ma magician doing tricks, like an early Copperfield? And mm. I'm like, yeah, that was referenced about 30 years after he died. That was one of the big sort of conspiracy <laughs> theories, that he was just very good with it, fast of hand and did tricks. And then he's like, I got it. And I'm like, no, what you've proved is you've never read a book, cunt. Like, you can't claim shit in the last 30 years because, hang on, I've checked all of YouTube and I've checked all of Snapchat. And there's no reference to it. It's my joke. I'm like, I can find it fucking written in the side of a cave prick. There's your bit. Everything's been Jesus done. Jesus is a magician. Everything has been done. Man, I'd say most, most bits are probably covered in, in the Old New Testament, Quran, or some other Bible. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you go back through, I, I guarantee there's no way that you cannot draw a parallel uh, between whatever bit you've just come up with and some Bible story. Dude, this is why the only, like, the real originals are crazy people because they live a crazy life. They refer to water as uh, Jesus' juice and they got, you know, they're in another world. So, like, you've got Auntie Donna and, do you know, their references are, like, 
very original, but I'm still reckon there's a chance that with any act that there was some crazy fucker running around Jerusalem yelling crazy shit into people's ears and they go, I still, you know, it's that parallel universe uh, argument that everything we, we sort of riff around, even this riff about everything being a cliche is a cliche now, man. I'm sure people have done it. Of course it is, man. Of course, it's completely recursive. Everything's yeah. been said before. Everything's been read before. Even the crazy people where it's absurdist. I mean, you, you you can boil anything down and make it absurdist. I mean, the Jesus's life is absurdist. The whole we 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 did that bit, man, where it doesn't make any sense. Dude, uh, uh, we've already done it, and the only thing you can do but is. But it's like it's like oh, what what happens in this book? Like you talk about uh you know like some absurdist sketch or or something on YouTube. Uh, being like, oh yeah, it's a crazy person. It's like, well, boil down the story of Christ, and it's like, okay, what is it? It's like, oh, he's a man, and he comes from the sky, and he comes down, and he walks on the water, and then he dies, yeah, and he's yeah. back, and he's in a cave, and it's like, how does that not sound like a fucking Auntie Donna sketch, man? Dude, and it sounds so good. <laughs> but if you pitched it to the networks, they'd be like, that's totally unbelievable. No one will buy that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No one will go for that bullshit. <laughs> Fuck off. Why do we need you? We're just gonna Google old shows. But then occasionally, if you're talented enough, we're just going to buy your idea. It's an ice rink, and it's what happens in an ice rink. Oh, well, I've got the paint, and I've just said it on a podcast, so that's my sitcom now. Anything to do with ice rinks is now my area. I've never worked at an ice rink. I haven't even been fucking ice skating, but that's my domain now. And if I see any prick talk about it, I'll be like, fucking get your shit, get your hand, your grubby fingers off my ice rink bit. It's my bit. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what it's a bit like? Uh, it's like when you go on a, a holiday and you do dibs, shotgun, shotgun bunk, and you just run in, shotgun this, shotgun that with your brothers and sisters. And you, can just, you just claim anything. Yeah. If you yell, it's mine, then it's yours. It has to be yours. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's unfathomable to get anything made because on paper, anything that's appealing will seem very simple and it would be like, do you know what I mean? You have to over-engineer it and go, there's a fucking astronaut dog that hides in the cupboard. They did have that for a while. They had Alf, remember, that, that, that sitcom, and they just put an alien in there hiding in the basement. That was, wasn't it also like Third Rock from the Sun as well? Was one of them? And fucking Mork and Mindy? Like, there's heaps, there's heaps of them. You know what's so good is you... And you've got these people that adjudicate it. Like it happened when I first started in com- started in comedy. People calling me up and going like, "Mate, very similar premise." I'm like, "What are you talking about? It's my dad's joke." But I'm like, "You need someone like that at the premiere of all movies." And do you know? So it's yeah. the office, and then you basically you play office space straight after and go, "Hey, not trying to point any fingers, but you should watch this just so that Ricky doesn't sh- spray everyone in champagne before we realize that he definitely watched." Office space. We know we did. We know you did. I know that if you could go and time travel, you'd see a fat little Ricky, probably with pimples, <laughs> in his back bedroom, watching Office Space and staring and going, "Oh, oh, make it!" It's even like American Pie spawned all those fucking um, Seth Rogen or what, what Seth Green, one of the two. You know, all those fucking knocked up and yeah, Seth like all the Judd Apatow movies. Judd Apatow's are just mm. basically re... But they all originated from Porky's, which was the original version of all that. Yeah. Did you ever watch Porky's? Uh, I know Porky's. I don't think I've seen it, though. Porky's was the early American Pie. Then American Pie made it uh, just uh, people wearing more modern clothes 
And then these guys did their more modern. I'm like, well, why can't I do one now where everyone's online? But it's the same thing. You put your dick inside shit and your coming of age story with drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And they're like, you're a genius, Wolf. It's all the interacting on Instagram. That's my idea. I fucking, I'm good, huh? I'm clever. But why does the ego so keen to take ownership of um, the human condition? Like everything's pretty average, but everyone wants to try think like they concocted the idea of shitting in a bin and eating food. Like nothing really happens that's that interesting here. When you don't have that, uh, I think that's where you get, like as you're saying before, about how you couldn't imagine. Uh, I think I think you're I think you were slightly wrong with that, by the way. The Chinese or Russian, like you can't imagine them being happy at work. German, I can imagine because they've got those fucking later hosen and they like a drink and stuff. But Russian and Chinese, uh, that that heavy communist influence, it, it strips you of too much, and I don't think you can. You can't be. Ha- Dude, you can't. You can't uh, be stoked about going into work when your economy's run on a credit system and your um, uh, your family's in a ditch because they needed you to to make steel beams in a in a factory. Dude, media's done a job on us. It's the same thing. I went when I went to the Middle East, and I just thought like I was just checking abandoned backpacks, freaking out. You're just all you're imagining when you get in there is I come from a land from a far away place. Like it's the yeah, intro yeah. to Aladdin. You're like, where's the genie yeah, yeah, cave yeah. and where's the bombs? I want to go towards the genie cave. What's that song? <laughs> Arabian nights, the like Arabian thing. days. <laughs> Dude, I get in there. It's the exact same thing. They're like. Come on, mate. We get you down to the bar. They've just got turbans on. Probably good to keep sand out of their hair. We fucking cruise around. <laughs> they take me to nightclubs. They hook me up with drugs. There's these uh, sort of gay orgies. Everyone's on party. It's basically just a theme party. Yep. For me, it was just like a fancy dress. Fan- fancy dress 21st. I had all these ideas that had swords and like people are just uh, conspiring to blow the West up. And I was like, no, baby. <laughs> We're going in sports cars. We're rich of oil. Come and drink fucking virgin's blood out of this party uh, cylinder. You know what I mean? It was just like as wild as anywhere else. But your idea of it was just deserts with camels and uh, shotguns and explosive devices. And it was just basically the same shit because everyone's just a human and all they want to do is get drunk and try have sex. That's the whole goal of everyone's existence. I still think that in uh, communist China or communist Russia, that's where you don't have time for the ego anymore. Like you're not attached to your ideas because you do see you, you are the cog and you accept that you become the cog and you put your ego aside, which, which is beautiful in a way, but also uh, terrifying in another way because when you go to like the Hong Kong Kowloon foot markets yeah. uh, and you walk around and there's people there trying to sell you like a plate or a lighter with Mao Zedong's head on it and you're going man 40 million there's four, he killed 40 million people and you sell, like, you've put him on a Zippo what, what the Dude, fuck's going on? This Hong Kong trip is seared into your memory hey, it was a big uh, pivotal moment in your life this one week in Hong Kong How dare you it was four weeks No I'm saying it's like uh, <laughs> the person that's, tra- that's travelled once in their life and they're like out in Bali you can get fucking <laughs> chaffles it's like a toasted cheese, but it's a dollar. It's like all these memories. No, but this I'm directly, saying, um, I tell you, this directly relates back to the to Mao. No, I do, I'm just joking. But I know I'm I'm playing into your riff. I'm playing into the character you've developed for me. I like the fact that there is actually in Russia a Russia a Russia Larry David and Seinfeld. That now, do you know, like they're just yeah. not recognised and trying to shut the fuck up, Larry. <laughs> 
you know, we're good to work. And he's like, where do I put my toothpick? Where do I put it? It's obvious shit. Where do I look it, look it? You know, and they're like, shut up. Shut up, Larry. You fucking pisses off. And he's like, he could have made a successful show, but they're like, shut up, Larry. Put the t- t- stick in your pants. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, there's no appreciation. In my head, I imagine like Seinfeld being ignored. And they go, fuck that. Jerry, annoying. Just get on with your work, Jerry. <laughs> do you know what Why I mean? have we got all these gulags everywhere? Why do I have to work every day? It's, I'm tired of it. Shut the fuck up, Larry. <laughs> Bash him. But, yeah. Do you know there would be people in there that would not appreciate it? And then, do you know vice versa, in a Russian type character in the US is like, fuck, he's so boring. Fucking perk up, Jeff. Do you know what I mean? And it's, in Russia, he's a king. He's the head of a, the coal factory, but in a US, they're like he's a fucking bore. I mean, I've met them here, man, and they uh, the, he was a he was a fridge guy. He sold fridges, he fixed fridges. It was just like all he wanted in his life was to claw his way back into that negative temperature. You know, like it's all his whole moved to the, the sunniest fridge. place, like one of the sunniest places in the world. <laughs> And he gets there and he's like, look, it's good. I like it. But, oh, man, I think uh, something's, something's drawing me back and I'm going to go work with Fritches. He goes, there's something I'm missing and it's, I think it's called being miserable. I'm going to bring that <laughs> yeah, to yeah, the yeah. Australian place. He's like, oh, man, this, Australia is beautiful, but how do I combine the, uh, the laborious task of heavy lifting and nonstop work uh, with with the cold, I know I'll turn myself into a secondhand fridge repair slash salesman. <laughs> Dude, that's what I like though, because even when they come, they've got ideas of Australians. Do you know what I mean? It's like you love your Vegemite, and you always see them put on like half a tub onto onto toast. They're like, yeah. I love it. It's beautiful, and I'm like, no one eats it like that, cunt. Like you put it with butter and a small smidgen. Yeah. He's like, I love it. I eat it with spoonful. I'm like, no one does that. But he's just, he's watched it on the Qantas uh, Welcome movie when they're landing. Vegemite, beaches. Do you know? And they just go all in. Yeah. I think um, that the, the most Australian person is often the foreigner. That's just deep dive the culture and almost mm. becomes the cliche. G'day, mate. How you going? Do you want to go? We'll hook up for some tinnies after the day. And you're like, get the <laughs> fuck away from me, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they yeah. go way out there with the, they're wrapped in the flag. They're talking, oh, snaggers, bunning snaggers. I'm like, no one likes them. They're all right. No, actually, everyone likes the Bunnings one. But to be honest, how's this for a debate? Which hot dog's better? Bunnings is tastier, but the IKEA one's cheaper. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not stopping in for either, to be honest with you. I'm ignoring all of them outside Bunnings. Uh, oh, come on, mate. It's part of the Aussie culture. Some thongs. Go and get yourself a snagger. There is no culture. There's no culture in Australia. There's no culture in New Zealand. And that's why foreigners seem way more Australian because those little things that aren't really part of the culture, but they're like manufactured, like the Vegemite and the yeah, bunny yeah. snag and the thongs and all of that. That's, that's not real. That's not the real Australian culture. It's just that there is no Australian culture uh, outside of the indigenous and co- uh, culture, which is ignored completely totally, to project a, out to the f- world. So when you do you, like, what you're talking about on the plane over or the fucking Air New Zealand flight uh, landing in Auckland uh, where they're like, oh, we got Jaffas and, and, and Morrow yeah, bars yeah. and we all like to go bungee jumping. And they're like, oh, this is what it means to be a Kiwi. Oh, we love it. Oh, I'm a Kiwi. I could be a Kiwi. Dude, it's exactly <laughs> that because it's like when did they, when did it become a culture? 
We've been here so short. It's like you go camping with someone. You have uh, ghost stories and some fucking marshmallows on the first night. And then it hits eight o'clock the next night and you're looking around and going, hey, hey, another round of the culture. You know, like we always do it. We always have the marshmallows, don't we? And then you, jet, we tell a story about someone getting raped in a tent. This is our culture now. Do you know what I mean? Like, I like the idea that we've only, how long have we been here? 200 years. So mm. it's like it, 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 your great grandparents would be like, what the fuck? Vegemite was shoved down our throats. We, it was the first advertising we <laughs> yeah. saw. We yeah, hated it. That's what we that's what we used to get with our war bonds. We'd buy Do you think we wanted to eat that? We'd buy war bonds and they'd give us a tub of Vegemite and a and a loaf of hard bread that they flew in to the colonies on a or a boat. And that's it, because it travels it travels it well. It travelled for six weeks. We got we got we got fermented yeast that's been on a on a rickety old boat for six weeks and some bread that your that your nan baked and she sent over from Ireland via the via England. The only reason it's 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 popular is because it's it's a, a non-perishable in the Great Depression. They're like, I bet you they're all whining, going, "When the fuck do we get? We stop eating this fucking yeast from the bottom of the boat." <laughs> and, and now it's like, oh, Nan, I, I never saw her without some fucking Vegemite in her mouth. She was also crying, and we also didn't have a house because it was the Great Depression. That, what do you mean Vegemite on her mouth? That was black bile coming out because she had to smoke to curb her appetite. Dude, dude, and it's like it's like the Irish with potatoes. They love their potatoes. They fucking hate potatoes. It's the only thing that kept them alive. They don't want to see another potato again. And they're like, oh, they mash them, they boil them. These Irish, they just can't fucking get enough potatoes. I'm like, they used it as a survival thing. It's like on Survivor, oh, they love the coconuts out there. Hey, can't get enough coconuts. It's like, no, only thing we can eat on the beach because we can't catch the chicken. It's not our culture. We've been fucked over. I want to have wine and chocolate, okay? So fuck you. We're 70 years away from being referred to as the colonies. Like, that's how, that's yeah. how close it is. You know what I mean? It's so close. <laughs> we were just the colonies and people would talk about, oh, these people have gone out to the colonies or what are the colonies doing or we need the colonies support or oh, I hope the colonies don't fucking turn on us and decide to become republics. The colonies, the colonies, have you heard? They've made their own flag, but it's still got us on it, so it's all right. And it's uh, it's just so funny to, um, oh, man, I just, fuck, I, I, oh, yeah, the colonies, man, it's just like, it's the craziest shit. I just forgot what I was going to say. I had something. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Um. Uh, man, how, how much, how much do you know about the, uh, the communist system? Well, I, I've, I've seen cartoons with it in, that's about it. <laughs> well, no, I was, I was going to ask about the, uh, cause I, I have read up on it, but maybe it was only Russia, um, about their credit system and it's Who so- cares about it? You just, you just speculate and just, uh, you just guess. Don't you think? <laughs> you don't need to know. Well, I just want to- Dude, it's what I was saying, it's what I was saying about the- Everyone uh, wants facts. It's the same thing like you were talking about the colonies, how we're so particularly attached to random dates. Do you know there's that big Australia Day furor? And like no one really gives a shit. They just want a public holiday. Like no one really cares about anything unless it's a holiday. Like I don't know. You know the other public holidays? Do you ever know what it is? If it's Queen's birthday, bank. I couldn't give a fuck. I just don't go to work. Easter changes every year. I don't even know where Easter is. Sometimes it's on the same day as Christmas, as far as I know. It moves around. No one's getting irate going like, the bunny comes on April 9. 
when the moon's <laughs> the moon and we rotate it on the solar system to that point, it's just like I guarantee you throw someone a free holiday and they'll suddenly find a, a real sentimental spot in it. And it's it's an important day for me. I get the flag, I get drunk on whiskey and yell at my wife. That's my Aussie day. No one's going to take that from me. It's like you can easily fucking be a turd on any day of the year. What's funny about that is that uh, two years ago or maybe even last year, Queensland, while uh, the whole country still refuses to change the date of Australia Day, uh, where horrific atrocities began to occur. Um, Instead of changing the date there, uh, which refused to do that, but Queensland's more than happy to just move Queen's birthday because we need to spread out the public holidays a little bit more. We're not getting a fair distribution of public holiday (laughs) of long weekends. (laughs) It's too many packed in near Easter. It's pissing me off. But you know what I find funny is, like, even if we change it now, it's too late. Because it's like two kids squabbling over a toy. Even if I pull over the car and go, give it to me. Give it. Give me the boy. <laughs> give me the fucking, give me the little gun and then hand it to the other. And then the other one sulks. It's like the point's lost. There's no kindness. There's no generosity. It's going to be hardwired, pulling on the handbrake, grab the toy and hand it over and go, there, you've got it. Fucking Remembrance Day or whatever the fuck it is. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. You know what I mean? The point The point can never be good where they go, it's May now, okay? You, are you fucking happy? Do whatever, Vegemite. We don't give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? Like the fact there was resistance means like it's not going to ever be a happy day. Even in May when it's ripped out and people are striking on the streets, a few years later people will still know we had to actually fucking steal the day. You have to actually steal the day back <laughs> yeah, just to yeah. even get a day. Man, it's like it's like crashing into someone else uh, on the road, and then uh, they get out of the car, and you think, "Oh, she's beautiful." You get her phone number, and you chat her up, and you you get you you go out a few times, and then you start going out. She she moves in, you get married, and it's thirty years later, but you never um you never paid for the car to be repaired. Like you refuse to pay oh, for the man. car to be repaired the whole time. It's like, man, you, what are you, what are you doing? It's like, you've moved in and you're like, yeah, we're moved in and you're married. It's like, yeah. And we're, and you're having kids. Yeah. And, and you want everything to be fair and equal and, and everyone's got the same and you rights. Never fix it, and man. you're like, yeah, yeah. And it's like, but you don't want to fix the car. It's like, can't fix the car, mate. Sorry. <laughs> can't fix the oh, car. Dude, and, and you kiss them. You kiss them as they go off to work. They're getting the bus because their car's still not working. <laughs> yeah, Have a great yeah, day, yeah. honey. <laughs> I love you so much, baby. You're a real sweetheart, aren't you? Sweet, sweet thing. It was serendipitous that I wrote your car off, your fucking Hyundai, (laughs) the only thing you owned. You lucky little girl. <laughs> yeah, that's it, man. You try to sell it back to them like, oh, isn't it, isn't it wonderful? I'll never get the car fixed because I just want to remember. And she's like, yeah, I actually, I actually got whiplash and you, um, like you've, pa- you've paralyzed me from the waist down. I didn't, I've really had no other options after, after you've crashed into me with the car. I'm actually, I'm actually not dating you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not dating you. I'm waiting for health services to bring a wheelchair so I can wheel out. I've been trying to crawl to the door. I remember you ate the wedding cake and it was it's like, that. what do you, what do you mean ate the wedding cake? You shoved some, you went to the fridge and you shoved some ham in my mouth and you made me say, I do. <laughs> you know, my favourite one is the welcome to country that they do. I love it. It's great that they do it, but I love when they do it at like a Rio or a PwC and they go, look, first of all, we'd like to acknowledge. I'm like, who are you talking to? You haven't hired anyone because of your racist policies. There's not one uh, indigenous person working in the firm. They've all, I know I went to uni with a lot of them. They weren't hired. They were fucking uh, 
a stereotype or what's it called? Like they were discriminated against. You're discriminated at the job, and then you have the fucking gall to go like, look, we'd like to take this time to acknowledge the Waringia people. Obviously, they know Waringias here because we fucked them. But <laughs> thanks, dudes. If you if you're listening, even you might sense it wherever you are. You might sense that we're grateful. Thank you for the free shit, cunts. <laughs> like, do you not find that the most horrific thing to do an acknowledgement of country and there's no one of the country there? Yeah. It's just so rude. And yeah. then no one laughs. I lose my mind. I'm like, who are you talking to? We <laughs> fucked them. This is like genocide in here. What the fuck? You idiot. You absolute turds. Like, it is one of the turdiest things, man. Hey. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, coming coming to Australia from New Zealand and and, and yeah not not getting the um uh the racial sensitivity at all and maybe this is maybe this is just me and I've got blinders on because I, I just never felt like there was much racial tension in New Zealand at all and I'm sure that like there has been and people have raised issues and there are there are mm. issues to to be raised but like n- nothing like here you know. Like nothing where you'd go. I gotta, I gotta think about what I say here because this could be offensive. Like that doesn't, it doesn't cross your mind because it's, it's one country, or it feels like to me. Do we? Have- and some people, I'm sure someone's gonna disagree. Someone's gonna go like, no, there's, a, there's all these injustices going on, and I'll feel fucking stupid. But the fact that I, the fact that I feel uh, like it was one country and that there wasn't anything there, sure, isn't that, isn't that important though? Like, isn't that a fucking an indicator? I'm sure the Mongol mob out from New Zealand have a different opinion to you on all of this. The Mongols, the Mongol mob. Mongol it? mob have uh, have white, have uh, Pakeha in there. That's fine. Yeah, but I'm still I'm still think they they've got a harder view than you. You're like I've had no problems at all, mate. Yeah. I remember getting into uni and I thought, you know what? I don't know what all the fuss is about. It's beautiful in here. <laughs> it's a beautiful oh, country. Well, well, you know what the thing is is uh, in Christchurch you. Like it doesn't matter what race you are, man. You get you get scumbags of the of the the same ilk, and they're they're all different colors of the rainbow. You couldn't you discriminate, like? man, because you you I don't know how you could discriminate in Christchurch because like I, I think there's there's probably less the further south you go, it seems like the less uh, Maori uh, inhabitants. Dude, there do are. you know what I like is when it when it's uh, they're wheeled out like a traveling circus because we had it on our citizenship, and a bus arrived with. Uh, Indigenous Australians, and then they they were clearly like they they work in IT or whatever, and they just came out, did their dance, said the thing, and then they were bussed <laughs> off to the next venue. Like they were just basically being rolled out, and these are probably IT guys that couldn't get work in IT because of profiling, and now they're forced to like dong on and do yeah 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 with sticks and shit, and they're on a bus, and it's basically like a travelling. Traveling circus, do you know? Like they, some of them in, had no engagement with it. They were just doing it for money, and it was just um, hilarious to me that you know these sort of um, thinly veiled gestures where there's no real attempt. It's just mm. uh, you know what I mean. It's just you first, but you don't really, you know, you're not helping. There, there's no real intent there. Hey? That's why it's rude. There's no intention from the higher echelon. So it's like the bully whispering in your ear. No, you look good today, cunt. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what I mean? But you, you know, you know, you see them two minutes later, two minutes earlier, put uh, penetrating your fucking bike tire with a knife, and then he's like, he, he's standing in front of the teacher, going, "No, nah, I'll look after Andrew. He's one of my friends." Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. there's no, there's, there's no intention behind it. So it's actually the most offensive thing you could possibly do. I think. 
in New Zealand, like you're, you're learning Tereo, uh, not a heap of it unless you want to. You learn stuff, you, you go to go to Marais and uh, like actually experience the culture and you stand up and you sing the national anthem in both languages. And uh, yeah, I, I just never felt like there was a, this huge racial divide and it's why it's so so weird to me to experience it vicariously through other people that uh, i didn't expect dude my, it's like what i said before my my dream is like culture is all gonna get meshed because it all changes like i'm sure the original sort of sludge people had had uh culture my my favorite is the thought of being in another universe on a planet and then we introduced the local cultures to the. Do you know what I mean? Like it's thousand years on. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I think the idea of culture remaining static is insane. Like obviously with the Aboriginal, yeah, definitely forty thousand years. It's that's a long time. But I'm like, what the fuck is this idea anyway? Like because we're all uh, self-serving, greedy little shits. I mm. mean, is anything on it? I haven't seen anything last in my life. Everything's trashed. That you know, and galvanized and rusting within my own lifetime, I've seen everything destroyed. Yeah. Any idea doesn't hold up. I'm like, how can we assume that anything's going to be sanctisang or sacred ever? Like, we trash anything, humans trash everything, don't you think? Will we eventually trash everything? Aside from sort of like undoing the uh, disenfranchising of whoever was most recently disenfranchised like i think that's 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 where it ends but then also we're, we're in a we're in a peculiar spot because you and i don't have the this feeling of of uh, cultural identity and i don't know how to speak to how important that is for other people when i don't have it for myself at all dude that's the thing because we don't come from here I find it so insulting when you go, typical Aussie, you're an Aussie. I'm like, don't you fucking ever define me. You don't know <laughs> yeah. me. I'm not a cliche. I'm not a stereotype. I, any idea you have of me, you better fucking form by talking to me. How yeah. dare you? Also, you're assume, African. Oh, you Aussies, you love your drinks, don't you? I'm like, yeah, I do. Okay, I do. I am an alcoholic like all Aussies, but fucking don't, don't just assume it. You wait until I've pissed, I've thrown up on your lawn before you make that call, you fuckhead. Give me the benefit of the doubt. But I find like anyone that's um, got any achievements does not want to be stereotyped. Like your idea is like, I don't want to be regarded as an Australian. To me, it's just a guy pissing out the side of a bus yelling, oi, 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 yeah. oi. I think that's the other thing is when you are inside the culture uh, and you don't have the cultural identity or the attachment there that you see the negative pieces of the culture and then you also start to associate associate them like for new zealand uh, drinking huge and then uh rugby yeah. as well drinking rugby and then this uh this interest in uh lord of the rings um yeah yeah, yeah. lord of the rings is a late one but <laughs> a late addition to the game <laughs> imagine in in 200 years in in 200 years they will have made like the fucking ring and you have to find it There'll be actual Smeagles running around. Like, it'll be like, you'd end up having Smeagol Day. Do you know there'll be official... Is Smeagol even the name? Uh, Smeagol's like... It's like Gollum and Smeagol. I never... I didn't... I, I didn't watch them. I fucking hate those movies. And then people... Uh, you'd say Gollum or someone would do a Gollum voice and you'd reference Gollum and then someone else would go, it's actually not Gollum, it's Smeagol. And you'd go, shut up. Shut 
up. This movie franchise sucks. The book was fucking average. It's it's Game of Thrones with no fucking in it. New Zealand probably had tax incentives. They were probably eyeing off Fiji as well. They had other ideas. There would have been many places. South America somewhere. They're like, oh, that was perfect for it. They would have gone anywhere that had gave them a good ta- tax deal. They didn't give a shit. Tax incentives and uh, the Southern Alps. And also um, Peter Jackson's from there. So that's probably, he was like, oh, man, I could just stay at home. This is great. Let's do this little fat fuck. Yeah, they're like, where are we going to go? We're going to go to Ireland, Scotland. And Peter Jackson's like, oh, have you sent, there's uh, uh, Mount Tongarero is just over there. And that's pretty big. (laughs) Oh, bro. You know what? I've got the perfect, (laughs) perfect place. Right near my kid's school. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they go, is this your dream? Like, we could we could use uh, special effects. We can create whatever. And he goes, it's very weird. There's a, a great scene that I'd like to do most of the shooting, which is the oval adjacent to my kid's private school. <laughs> so I can also watch their hockey while you dickheads put your mag- makeup on. <laughs> I don't know so if any good. of you have actually seen my backyard, but it's, uh, it's actually right next to a pretty good view of a lake. And I thought we could maybe use that as the backdrop. Oh, mate, and, it's perfect. And j- let's just fly everyone in. Mate, it's going to be good. And you can also immerse yourself in our culture. But you know what? You know when you really get a dose is whenever you're homesick. Because when you're in the UK, I've never seen people celebrate Australia Day like that. They're, they're mm. playing. I come from the land down under. You're crying, <laughs> hugging a strange fat guy, and then mid hug you realise like, what is this? This guy smells like a fucking turd. What is this guy? But for a period, you're like, we come in the land down under, and you're like, we got it beautiful down there, mate. Fucking pies, Vegemite. <laughs> but then you come back here and you're like, fuck off. Respect the indigenous culture, you fucking turds. I'm not even <laughs> celebrating it. But when you've been away from your family for a year, you're nine snake bites deep. You end up going, I'm going to piss on the street to for the fucking boys, for the Anzacs. You know what I mean? I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to get a tattoo of the Southern Cross. We fucking, we've got something special down there, mate. Yeah, yeah, you know, what a life. The Hills Hoist, we invented it, you know. It was fucking robbed from us. We got the TV, we invented it. It was fucking robbed from us. We're fucking great. We're a great culture. We could have achieved so much if we just, you know, we got all the resources in the world. We just never, you know, do you ever hear people always complain about that? We got all the resources. We just, we don't do secondary industry. It just off the sheaf's back and now we're digging it all up. All our family jewels. <laughs> we couldn't do it. I'm like, yeah, because everyone's lazy. And they want like 80 grand a year to work in the factory. Chinese people, they just draw on a face with lipstick. It's <laughs> fucking going. Do you know, draw on a smile. Imagine that in China. Do you reckon they, in Russia they have to like, you know, when they do like the Joker type makeup for the, for the, the, the bride so that she can smile <laughs> in the photos? Do you reckon they do the lipstick so it goes marginally up? Because they're both straight-faced. They'd have to, hey. Like, joke, joke your lipstick. They go like, I've never seen you smile like that, Kalyanya. What's her Russian name? Ka- like, Catalina. It's hard to... Um... Catalina. Catalina smiled all day. And they're like, no, she had uh, joker fucking makeup on. <laughs> it's hard to find joy for the most important and most special day of your life when you had to pay for the communal neighbourhood hall with your with some of your food credits and you uh, aren't, oh, don't, don't have enough food credits to have a child for another three months. But you also don't have enough credits for condoms, so you know that you're not going to be able to consummate the marriage until November. <laughs> Mate, this is the thing. And I got, I got stick because I said everyone says... It's a special day. And I'm going to go, that's weird because every wedding I've been to is the exact same pile of shit. <laughs> and I was like, you know what science experience I want, a science experiment I want is a sober wedding. I want mm. a wedding where they go like, look, 
just a heads up, there'll be no alcohol at this wedding. It's going to be grape juice and the, no one's going to go. Imagine if you had to go and they go like, look, it's a weekend away in Fiji. It's a sober wedding. Or it's like, it's Saturday down in the brewery. It's a three-hour drive. It's a sober wedding. We're going to have some fucking um, grape juice and waters and spritz, <laughs> sprites. And, and people would be like, you see how much you fucking enjoy that day. Six hours in sober. I've been to one sober and I'm like, yeah. this is a fucking shit show. What a waste of time. I've ex- all, I don't drink. All of the weddings I've been to have been sober and they are not fun. And... I don't know why. Dude, I, I would debate that the, the bride and groom probably wouldn't even have fun sober. If you Imagine if you said, I'm going to be sober at my wedding so I can remember it all. And you'd be like, how was it? And I'm like, you know what? Probably wasn't worth 50 grand. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't that fun. <laughs> Throwing that fucking flower thing into the... Yeah. Why would you have a wedding on a weekend? That's that's the first thing. I think that's a I think that's the worst mm. thing you could do to your family and friends is make them take one of their precious um uh two days off of the seven from um from being ground down into the dirt uh by yeah. whoever's standing over them. Um and then also all the all those extra bits, right? There's so much stuff that you can do before the wedding um that you don't you don't do and you should definitely do before the wedding like for instance the signing of the marriage certificates which i feel like some people would argue that signing the marriage certificate they want to have the photographer there and all of that stuff but like mate it's already got your signature on it you don't need to take photographic evidence of it as well and when are you ever going to flip through the book and be like oh remember that beautiful day we had the cake and we had all our friends and family there and then what happened oh that's right we had the celebrant stand over us and we filled in boxes two seven five we initialed pages three four five and six and then we had to we got that we got to the last one and they said do you want to pay this by a credit card or do you want to do you want to use cash and we'll mail it in and we'll said oh I've left, I've, got, I've left my wallet and my other pants and then she had to run away and she ran off and she, she was looking for her wallet and I couldn't find my wallet but then Gary stepped up didn't he <laughs> he paid the $15 to the celebrant so she could file it and uh, anyway that took about an hour and a fucking half and then it was time for cake while everyone stood around making conversation with people that they've never fucking met before and would never have otherwise talked to and most people only didn't feel like they should not be there at all because they had a drink in their hand to fill in the awkward fucking silences. Dude, and imagine <laughs> all they do is reassure each other. They're beautiful. She looks beautiful today. Do you know what I'd like is if there was a stickler celebrant that said, look, this signature, I want to match it to your passport, and then said, sorry, you're going to have to sign it again. It's not exactly right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you yeah. know what I was thinking about it is most guys or girls end up divorced. I was mm. like, you could argue... If you showed your wedding video that you were actually inebriated, so you were unable to sign the contract, because so <laughs> many videos good, you man. see them like drinking from champagne, and I'm like, okay, well he's had a liter of champagne before he signed this and entered this binding contract, <laughs> so that would be the, the ultimate checkmate. You're in the lawyer, and then you go, we've just got one thing. We want to show the Bucks night that was night before and him drinking three litres of champagne before he hit the ceremony because he was nervous. And we're like, we rest our case, Your Honour. He was never married. It's a sham. It's a fraud. Everyone was drunk. The witnesses were drunk. No one even remembers being at the fucking wedding. This is a bullshit. What's the deal with that, man? Like, if you're, if you're drunk when you sign a contract... 
That's it's sure, out. It's over. Really? And then the witnesses are drunk. Can, you can't just show up drunk and sign a contract to sell your house and then later on be like, here are the blood results. I knew what I was doing the whole time. You, um, I Dude, was drunk. That was my favourite <laughs> That was my favorite thing ever, like looking for real estate in London and they kept organising it. I, would, I went to one home viewing off my fucking head. And hey, it's always about London for you, is it? It's like when those people, they go to Hong Kong and then all the stories are about... <laughs> <laughs> no, but dude, he went. He 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 thought he didn't realize it was the real deal, and it was so good because I went into the apartment and I was trying to ask. I think I asked if I could have a shower. Yeah, in, yeah. in <laughs> I want a shower, mate. I'm feeling sweaty. I've been out. I've been clubbing. I said, look, let me test the shower, and he's like, what the fuck, like. You imagine having a shower at a home open. I've got the sweats. You're just grinding your jaw. I've got the sweats, man. Let me have a fucking rinse off. Let's go. Come on. I've got the money. Don't worry about it. Dude, do you, do you mind if I take this mirror off the wall? I'm heading in for a shower. Heading <laughs> 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 in for a shower. I'm going to buy it. But, dude, I agree with you, man. The, the formalities and then so much reassurance. And my favourite thing is the photos that seem to take three hours to capture the moment that doesn't exist mm-hmm. because we're all standing in a car park smoking going, when do these cunts come back? And <laughs> I had it at one <laughs> yeah. wedding where I was uh, the MC, and the bride and groom said, oh, can you, like, straight after the ceremony, we've got to get the light. The light's unbelievable. It's going to be perfect. We're on the beach. So we need you to stand there and, like, hold them off like stampeding buffalo and tell them to the grand who's flown nine hours to get there to say like leave them leave them fucking there'll be plenty of time for this later on it's like they're crying going the bitch met someone she's one of the ugliest women i've ever seen she found someone she found a derek i'm so proud that she had her nose done and she finally found an angle to loop some prick in she's the meanest spirited woman ever She's married, they're crying, they want to hug her and go, you fucking did it. You trapped one. You trapped one and he's rich. You've done it, baby. But I had to stand there and tell people that were closer to them, no, guys, they want to get the light and they've got the drone hired out for 30 minutes and they want to release fucking pigeons, do you know, to create that perfect moment. So, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like the, and then I'm like, well, what moment are you capturing? And this is why I like Chinese weddings. I've seen them. A week before yep. getting the photos on another day. Yeah, exactly. Don't worry about the weather. They're like, it's a great day today. Let's get it now. That's the beauty of an efficient culture is that they, um, man, my, my grandparents had wedding photos up and it was, it was one or two and they were, they were beautiful, simple, really nice. And that's what everyone's trying to do is they're trying to recreate what they saw in their parents or their grandparents' house. 30 years ago and they want oh it was yeah. so magical and it's like it wasn't it wasn't magic because um because they had the photographer there and they had the light and everyone sat in the right spot and it took fucking four hours to do so it was magic because uh their relationship lasted for 60 years and you've idealized it in an impossible way it's not the wedding photos man and but- i'm sure that the grandparents looked at that photo and resented it because the granddad would have thought i fucking told her i wanted to have a cigar I wanted to have a fucking cigar to head down to that fucking <laughs> rowboat. I want to have a fucking cigar. I smoke every 20 minutes and I have to have fucking no cigarette. Fuck that day. Fucking shit. It's not a, it's not a, it's about the end result. It's all it is, is getting the photo. And so why, yeah, why wouldn't you, 
do it before. Oh, because it doesn't feel genuine. It's not genuine. It all it already isn't fucking genuine, man. Uh, like the 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 Chinese family who has rented out like the villa for the for the, mm. like a, a week and a half beforehand, so they can go there and get these beautiful photos, and they've got the they've got the photographer. That, that, that's that is way more genuine because it's efficient. And that's the important Dude, thing is efficient. And, and you know what you've not done? You've not wasted 300 guests fucking time sitting around waiting. Going, When's the cake come? I want to go, ho- go home. These Xanax are really starting to kick in. And I don't think I can handle Dude, this much that's longer. That's what I say, man. And how, how much better would it be than having the actual day is you're superimposed into like a helicopter or some sort of like F1 fighter play. Do you know, just put you in different <laughs> scenarios. Here you are yeah. dressed. Imagine right. this. This is your wedding photos and the guy just takes a photo of you and you're superimposed on the moon landing, standing there waving, and that's your wedding photo. And imagine in 60 years you go, fuck, my grandparents were characters. Here's their <laughs> wedding photo. And it's on, it's on the moon landing. You can see the flag. Why does the flag move? It's a conspiracy theory. It's fucking 9-11. Hey, how about some fucking Ticcolini over here? Sorry, sorry, some what? Some Ticcolini. Ticcolini? You fucking heard me, cocksucker. Sir, we don't serve that here. Hey, what is this, a fucking Italian restaurant or a takeout? Where's the fagioli? That's... That's not a type of pasta. Oh, hey, Mr. Fucking Sucker Dicky over here. Sir, please. Hey, I'm a real paisan. I'm, I'm sure you are, sir. So what the fuck is with this menu? Get me some fucking f- goo on my plate over here. Do you mean ragu? Don't you fucking correct me, cocksucker. Just get back in that fucking kitchen and get me some gatoni. Sir, please do not use that word. Hey, has this ever happened to you? Trying to get some cantaloni and you realize that the cocksucker serving you is just a fucking mick in a suit? I'm Alec Gaoli, a real Italiano guy over here. An actual fucking guinea who knows his prosciutto from a fucking fudge brute. The only way you're getting more fucking dago than me, Alec Gaoli, a true greaseball, a real fucking wise guy, is if you get on a plane and fly to Florenzolino yourself. Don't let some fucking patty ruin your dinner with his filthy fucking potato cutting fingers. Get yourself Alec Gaoli's spaghetti sauce and experience the true taste of Italia in your very own kitchen. You can trust me not to rat and you can trust me that Alec Gaoli's spaghetti sauce is no fugazi neither. Hey, this fucking Pussolini tastes like shit. So you have to leave. Alec Gaoli's spaghetti sauce. Better than sinking one into your guma when your wife's out of town. Here's a business, okay? It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a deep fake business, okay? So we, we take you at your peak. You come in. Uh, you, you're probably you're twenty. You're twenty-one years old. Uh, you know when you know when it's going to be. We give you, you give, we give you two years in advance notice, and you work as hard as you can. You get that body as ripped and as shredded as thin as you can. You're twenty-one. You come in, um, and then we we take a full comp- composite of your whole body, right? Uh, yeah. and, and we do this for everyone. And then so later, all these, all these family events, all these functions, all these weddings and, and funerals, we've got, you don't need to get the photos done. 
you just go, okay, age me by six years. I don't want to be any fucking fatter though, cunt. You keep me looking good. Dude, and that's then, unbelievable. What an idea. And we want to have our, our wedding in Venice as uh, we had it in Venice. It's like what really happened is he went down to Southport Court and you thought, oh, I'll see if I can watch Craig being sentenced. That's happening tomorrow, by the way. And then maybe <laughs> I'll sign the certificate at the same time. Dude, imagine that. What yeah. an idea. Your, your whole So you go down to a photo booth. They superimpose you and you get a, a fucking, you've got your, from your school photos up yeah. and there's just this perfect life and you're like, there's ice skating, there's where I proposed yeah. in Paris. Wee, gee, gee, Paris. <laughs> what a day. What a day. And it's just like, whatever you want. And, and it's like, you can basically upload it later on and go, look, it actually happened in um, Frio Wharf. Can you upload it? <laughs> and then they just, they capture it and it's the best version of you and you're like, Dude, you know what? That's actually pretty accurate. It's like Google Maps. It's like, dude, that actually what the background looked like and they've already taken care of it. It's like, there's your wedding, there's yeah. your divorce. There's a photo <laughs> of you you bearing your wife. You're not crying. Look how happy you are. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's beautiful. You can have you can have uh you can explore your life options as well. You can you can take this uh, this this AI and go, oh, well, what is what is this gonna what is this gonna look like if we do this? And you go, oh, I don't like that. You, you don't. Oh, dude, that's unbelievable. You, you're not worried about the photos, and then you're also you have the benefit of being able to go, what would? Oh, can I see the wedding? Can I see the 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 wedding in fucking Sao Paulo again? Dude, it's like <laughs> one of those um, one of those uh, home decorator or paint things that you do online. Yes, and you can end up. Your wife goes like, why you got cold feet? And you go, I'm sorry. I saw photos of us on the Kokoda Trail at 60 and it didn't look good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It yeah. looked boring. And I was like, you were annoying. And I'm not, I don't want to be rude, but I didn't realize that your jaw was as big as it was. Once the hair sort of grays out, I don't like it. Okay. And I don't want to be at the Kokoda Trail with you. I could see that it's going to suck. And, I, I, and they go, well, come on, give me another chance. And I'm like, I saw the Croatia holiday at 40 as well. It was over. The Croatian holiday sucked. Kokoda Trail. Then I could see you at the bowls night at 80. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. This sucks. I've got a different partner. I want to be alone. But you could actually map out the whole thing. Because yeah. we actually had fo- photos come through of our kids. Mm. The, the, the kids' photos. And all the parents were outraged because... I think the guy, instead of saying ice cream, had said something like "suck my dick" or I don't know, because they all had they all had their mouth open like those carnival clowns, and the pa- parents were going. The parents on WhatsApp were like, "Dude, I don't want to be I don't want to be awful, but these photos suck." And then I just uploaded. I didn't say anything. I uploaded a photo of those carnival clowns and put it on the WhatsApp because everyone looks like they were irate and saying we want. Um, different photos and the photographer's saying like we can enhance it and I'm like <laughs> do they not understand what the point of that photo is the point of that photo is to bring it out when that little prick is being the worst version of himself 18 he goes what did you do with your life dad you fucking flushed it down the toilet you fucking moved to Perth you gave up and then you can go like <laughs> have a look at this photo of you you dipshit fuck you've got no better chance look at this photo of you with your <laughs> cock sucking mouth from five years at primary school you know, and then they, you know, they, no one likes those photos. They're embarrassing. It's like, it's like the kid's artwork. The kid doesn't like it. I don't like it. Mm. When will it be nostalgic? I saw it. I'm like, he's fucking glued a popsicle to a toilet roll. I'm like, at what point in my life? I'm the adult. I don't give a shit about it. I'm sure he won't. Yeah. So you just bin it in front of the teacher. Now, it's shit now and it'll be 
shit in 20 years Dude, as well. Who's crying at that shit? No. I'm like, what, you made a reindeer out of a fucking loo roll and um, <laughs> some, some steel wire? I'm like, who the f- I said, that's, that's dog shit. Go, you want to get true feedback, take it to the farmer's market and see how many you sell. And you're not going to sell any, so be realistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, incredible that you were capable of painting uh, an, uh, just a bunch of splotches with your fingers. Like no one else has the ability oh. to do that. Why is it on... Why is it in my hand right now? Can't do better. Oh, it's so good. I love you to the moon and back. It's weird because you can't write. And I saw everyone coming out like a production line. And then there are questions <laughs> and there's answers that are like, what is daddy like? Daddy like taxis and the moon. I'm like, well, I've spoken to him and this is not, this is just a bullshit grab of random words that he said because he's not comfortable around you. And then we all laugh. Yeah. And you're like... You're going in there saying, "Look, is this the advanced stream, okay, or are you, or are you a shitty teacher? Because this, uh, these results are inaccurate, and either my kid's stupid and he shouldn't be in this class, and he needs to go into something remedial immediately, or you're putting fucking words in his mouth." Because well, dude, I, that's what they I do. hate the moon. <laughs> that's what they do, and they've always got the same thing. My, my parents died in the moonlight, and I, I bring it up every dinner. <laughs> I <laughs> those, those, are the, those are the those are the funniest ones, though, because. Um, the summation of what does daddy do? And he, uh, they said, daddy likes driving fast and going, we like to go to the service station. Yes. That was it. Yes. Drinking. He likes drinking out back, driving fast and going to the servo. I know. <laughs> like, what we, the fuck? We have, do- we have done that bit very specifically. We have done that bit. Um, but did we really do that? Yeah, yeah, we did like a couple episodes ago. <laughs> yeah, but I would have changed it. I've changed it now. Pro- no, no, no. You said the same thing because I you were you was you were circling around it before when you were talking about uh you, you you talked about taxis and moon and I was like oh that's different he's he's changed it up and then you you went alcohol and I was like oh no it's back we're gonna it's service oh, station comes next mate, you know what's <laughs> happened what we finally hit season two of Friends bah, 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 bah. <laughs> but no what I was gonna man did, I was gonna uh go back to uh a couple of things oh do, do do you really have to have you you have to have a WhatsApp group with everyone else in the fucking class as parents. Well, mate, we 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 need one now because Limpy, the the disabled kid that's been bullying, <laughs> lashing out, yeah. he's now my ex did a full formal complaint of a list of allegations, and um, you told me that your ex would kill me because I I said something uh, humorously disparaging. You said she she will get you, man. <laughs> Dude, you got to be careful with her. I'm scared. Sometimes I, I don't say things just in case or I'll write in code to my mum. Just say, did, did uh, your ex pick them up? And I'll just write in like um, Morse code, beep, 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 bop, 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 just in case she somehow knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's basically had a full frontal attack at this mum yes. and said this kid's a serial killer, he's Ted Bundy. And I was like, dude, it seems normal. Like they're just stealing hats and yelling at each other. Yeah. And, um, Anyway, so he's, he's been escalated. They're all separated and it's, uh, the parents aren't talking to me. And you know what I found the funniest? I went in and I saw the list of allegations and then I took my kids to the park on the weekend and I saw the entire list. Like it was like um, scavenger hunt. Everything this other kid had been accused of, I saw my son do <laughs> to another kid <laughs> during a 20-minute play date. Yeah, Steal yeah. a hat, yell, fucking cry, accuse them falsely. This or that. Say you're not my friend anymore. I'm like, well, you're playing, I've you're just playing seen- bullying link, uh, bingo. You got the, you got the, those big stupid marker out going. I got it. Yeah. I'm like, 
bingo, bingo. It turns out kids do all of this. But anyway, so I went in there, man, and it's been a scandal now. The one mum's not talking to me. The other dad, I tried to talk to him. Yeah. Admittedly, I look dishevelled and have lost a lot of money, so I look dangerous. <laughs> but he, um, he, 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 um, he pretended to be on his phone. And uh, like That's it was crazy great. because, you know, when they're like, yep, yeah, yeah, I'll get onto it. But I can tell they're not talking. Yeah. So I, I, I wanted to talk to him a lot. So I followed him the whole way to his car and he, <laughs> he played the pantomime the whole time. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, he's like uh, pointing at the phone, pointing at the car. He's making, he's, he's making the steering wheel motion with his hand. Like, I, I got to go. I got to go. See you in the morning. And then because I did it so much, he apologized. And I said, look, dude, I just wanted to let you know that like, I, I don't care. Well, effectively, what I was saying is I don't care if there's uh, bullying because I said, I'm getting uh, my boy into Brazilian jiu-jitsu, so your <laughs> kid's going to get his fucking <laughs> neck broken. So I said, if you think that limp's bad, wait until he snaps his fucking uh, third vertebra because he's going into training, you fuckhead. Do you think uh, the he didn't want to talk to you because he thought from how your ex had acted that you were going to bash him in the car park? Do you think that was Dude, he thought I was he thought I was complicit. And this is what right. the thing is, you're only as good... If I'd been able to see this photo with the pixie forward photo projection and seen, do you know what I mean? This <laughs> yeah, dishevelled yeah. ex, me with my hair scrunched up in the middle of some fucking shit low-class school with all these, uh, you know what I mean? And it's like I would have I gone a different course. But, yeah, definitely, man. I've been tainted by that brush. The only thing I'm miss, the only thing going for me is I haven't lost my teeth yet. But they, I, I'm full meth head down there. Yeah. They think I'm fucking reprehensible shithead, <laughs> and I, fuck it pisses me off because a year before I dressed the same way, but I had cash, and then everyone sort of looked at me and thought he's eccentric. You go from being eccentric to being a fucking retrobrate just on the basis of your net worth. It's so funny that like. Uh because, yeah, what we we're talking about, not wearing shoes into the, into the office or whatever, it does, mm. it does work. It absolutely does work. But as soon as, um, as, soon as the empire uh, of, of, of toothpicks, it, you know, one, one's pulled out and it comes crumbling down, they can tell. And that immediately they see you for what you are, you know? Dude, yeah, that's a thing because it's like Napoleon's a small little dick man, you know, without all his empire, Napoleon. Do you know, it's the same with all of them. He's you, just a... You, flavor of ice cream mate if he doesn't have the mate, that's a good joke that's a good joke <laughs> man do you think if you if we set up the uh if we set up the ai photograph body composite business do you think that people would change their behavior because really all they want is to get the image of it you know they do they go through the whole thing yeah, yeah, and so you, you'd even you'd even destroy like the relationships uh that all, all of those horrible relationships they, they would disappear because you'd go in you'd be like oh, you, oh I've, got a, I've got a fun second date idea you know let's what fuck the movie let's go into this place and we'll have our entire lives mapped out and then you do it and you go yeah well we've done it now so um how about we fuck once and then uh, we can just re like look at these uh fake memories that we we never had mate 100% because the thing is how many moments are wrecked like I always say why enjoy a moment when you can just capture it <laughs> yeah, like how many yeah. moments are now spoilt where it's the kid's birthday 
And it's just all these fucking overbearing assholes going like, just smile. Can we do that again? Yeah, Can we yeah, all yeah. get in an order? And I'm like, you're wrecking the moment. I want cake and alcohol. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Uh-huh. And they're just trying to orchestrate so that they go like, the memory's not right. The memory's not what I wanted. It's the perfect memory thing that we were talking about because you then you 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 look at those photos and you don't, you don't remember it being a perfect moment. Uh, you only remember the perfect moments in your head. And the ones that you have the photos of, you go like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And then after the initial sort of nostalgic, positive glow feeling comes, the cold rush of like, oh, yeah, I remember just after that, my mum mum was yelling at dad because uh, yes, he, totally he, he dropped he, cause he, he dropped the ice cream and the bowl, the bowl broke and, and she stood on it and she got blood. She got blood all over the carpet. And then, and then my my uncle's there and he's like oh come play in the other room and i'm like i'm playing with the legos i got but i can still hear him screaming and then and then then they got divorced and instead of it being like oh yeah i had cake i remember i had cake and cake is good that's in your head it's just the cake man totally do because it captures it and you end up looking at the third bridesmaid and you're like that little whore she ended up fucking (laughs) she fucked him who would realize that fucking third whore would be the reason she'd suck his dick 10 years later on a barley trip that fucking bitch do you know what i mean it's just like it's better off to just remember suckling down cake and you're like who were your bridesmaids i don't remember I, i definitely wasn't that bitch brenda who sucks dicks so it's even better man because you you don't have to experience any of the of the negatives you have these you have this whole life uh in front of you in a little photo album and there's there are no negative associations to go along with any of the photos it's just like oh dude and think of all that wasted time when you break up with someone and you end up crossing out their face or you put a photo of your new partner in there to try yeah. change the past and you cut out you cut out all the pictures and you make the effigy of them so you can jack off onto it every night and in dude, the box, I, you know what i love it is in you, the giant cum box you put the effigy in. <laughs> Dude, you definitely, and you know what you do is you keep, um, you, you keep those images, but you never cut out your face despite the fact you're definitely an unmitigated disappointment to yourself. You still fucking own yourself. Do you know in your own photos? You're like, oh, there's, there I am. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because you want to cling to every... You want to cling to every image of you uh, in the past where you were younger and you had more potential? But think about it. Think about this question, and this is a hypothetical you have your wedding photos, it's never as good as you expect because rain wasn't forecast. Your mm-hmm. third uh, bucks did coke all night, so it looks like a fucking zombie. Mm-hmm. And then you get offered these perfect pictures that look exactly like everyone, I guarantee when they make that album that no one looks at, is going to slip in the fakes. But that makes it the truth of what a photo is, a lie. Exactly. And it's like no one, when they offer, they go, look, there's a, you know, because they do it with red eye and a small photo adjustment. But if you could have the exact same situation, but without that fucking, um, the third dickhead that pulled his ball out in the photo. Do you know what I mean? And you can have like the actual photo. Everyone would actually go with the the false one because it's all for the legacy. And they're like, well, in 200 years, no one will know. But I look buff. (laughs) <laughs> and I had a tan and they got rid of yeah. the, my cleft lip. They got rid of the cleft. The, the memory is fixed. There's a business in LA uh, 
that it's a private plane company that they use the plane as a set dressing, right? So in, Instagram yeah. influencers and celebrities can get on there, take photos and have photo shoots and then post the photos and go like, oh yeah, we're heading off to this place and it looks like they're traveling private instead of commercial. And the place is booked out three months in advance at any one time. Well, mate, how's that for a move? You just buy a celebrity's image and then you can deep dive them and they'll do whatever you want. And they're like, Joe Rogan's down here at Cat Chicken Treat opening launch. Yeah. Here he is serving up the things. And, and then, you know what? You don't even need photos. They can get your granddad or from historical audio and he can actually come to your fucking current wedding. Your current birthday is dead. You have a hologram and your dad's there and he's, he's fine, you know? Or, or, or he's the, not the dickhead drunk. bridesmaid there. The dad's he's there. Not he's drunk. not drunk. He's not, uh, he's, he's not bashing his new partner uh, out, out in the car park. He's not screaming at anyone. That's what I liked about <laughs> Kanye that did um, uh, What's Her Face's dad. Did you see that? Kanye no. West or whatever. No. He, he did a hologram for her birthday and it was her dead dad who's a lawyer. Oh, the and OJ then, guy. Yeah, yeah. And then he said, he said... Um, and also, your my, my son-in-law, a genius, genius man, <laughs> a very special man. That You're very lucky. Great, Don't man. argue with him. He's a very good man. And I just loved, but he was being funny. But that was hilarious, man, because eventually you can be indoors. Man, just quickly, what a move, dude. What a move when you're like, hey, I'm going to have a, I've got this amazing technology. I'm going to project an AI version of a hologram of your dad into our wedding ceremony. Uh, but I'm going to fuck around with it a bit and make everyone have a little chuckle at your dead dad saying, oh, I really love your song, Power. What a great release. That You should have you should have won that fucking Grammy. Uh, good on you, mate. Anyway, I have, have have fun fucking my daughter and you put that in there and you thought man you sully the memory of the hologram of the memory of your, your wife's dad uh, his <laughs> la- her last memory of her dad is now him going learn to suck a dick bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 and a final note learn to suck that dick bitch do you know what I mean it's like what the fuck and it's like she has flashes. Now when she dreams of her dad, it's her dad going, you're marrying a genius. You're married a genius. You listen to him. Listen to him. He's a special man. That's <laughs> so, so funny. Man, you could have that at a funeral where like the dad dies and then a hologram can jump up and do sort of a tap dance on the coffin. <laughs> yeah, on the coffin, you bring the say, dad back. You know, grace eyes are going to clear up. Put on a happy face. <laughs> Just to alleviate the, the sadness. And you're like, yeah. God, he's always up for a joke, wasn't he? And you, it's an extra $300 for the hologram to sing uh, Grey Skies Are Gonna Clear Up on the coffin. <laughs> this is the thing. I think that uh, all of this evidence points to, firstly, uh, a deep fake business is definitely the next move. But also... Dude, for yeah. endorsements, it's unbelievable. Oh, right? man, it's deep insane. Fakes, and you basically Nike owns you and you the new contracts will be like, you know what? Chappelle, we stole your Chappelle show. Yeah. We don't even want that. We're buying your image and you'll say whatever the fuck. You'll sell Nissans until people stop watching you. You fucking turd. It'll be cameo, but uh, but real life. And I mean, what? no, no one really cares about meeting uh, 
meeting Kanye, no one's like, oh, I, I if maybe if I meet, like, I, unless you have delusions, like you're a fucking sycophant and you think that you meet him and you're going to be like, oh, I rap too, man. And then he's like, yeah, freestyle for me. And you do it. And, oh, we're going to be best buds, man. Come on. We, you yeah, come yeah. into my studio. You're a genius. All, all you really want is the picture to put up online. And if you could, if you could get that, what it, a it would be perfect. What a maneuver. I've just realized because you, I was thinking, okay, how do you get Ricky Gervais or you get... Well, you combine them. You get Kanye West or, or 50 Cent and you combine them with Trump and that becomes the actor in your movie. And it's an amalgamation so no one can claim ownership and it's sort of hybrid. <laughs> and then you've got Trump mixed with 50 Cent as the, the main guy of the action hero going like, we'll be back or what, you know what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah, you yeah. basically steal both of their personas and there's sufficient difference so they can't they're like this is fucking bullshit he's confined Brad Pitt with uh, Johnny Depp as the lead <laughs> and it's got the same mannerisms just the best of both and then you just tell them to say anything they want well there's a few points there because I think the, fir- the first thing is that, uh, that firstly these applications are endless and secondly um, in, in 10 years when uh, deep fakes are so good that you can't tell like how long, how long will it be until the first deep fake movie where they just go yeah with 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 it's ai it's completely ai we've we've well, brought dude, back, don't they haven't they already done that in star wars they've done it where they've gone like okay we've gotten we've got an actor and then uh we've we've created these fantastical things that could never happen otherwise or we've de-aged robert de niro by 40 years for the irishman but i'm talking about like hey it's james dean's next film like He's he's back from the car crash. Dude, and you could <laughs> think about it. He's back, and then we're going to live in... Um, we'll live in Groundhog Day forever, just watching the same movies. We'll watch Tony Soprano in every fucking movie. You know what would be good as well? Oh, man. You yeah. can do cameos for free. You just say stuff and go like, you suck a good dick, Jen- Jenny. <laughs> and it's just... But you know what I'd like to do is... This is what I do for a deep fake. People sign up and it's like, I want a cameo, Danny DeVito saying you suck a good dick. And then while they're filming you, then the deep fake would be of them. And it would say like, I cheated on you, Brenda. I've got to leave. And then I would email <laughs> oh, them and say. Yes. And then you've got the blackmail evidence right there. I'm like, you idiot. You just deep faked yourself. And I'd send a vicious email and go, <laughs> give me nine grand or I'm emailing that to your wife. It's not cameo. <laughs> it's a fucking blackmail <laughs> scam. Oh, man. Like really one-upping those uh, those emails you get where it's like, we have photos of you masturbating and we're going to send them to all of oh, your yeah. Facebook friends and family. <laughs> Dude, imagine that. It's you and they just cherry pick some stuff of your Instagram because everyone uploads everything. Mm. And then it's you saying something heinous about your parents or something that you, they see. Oh, their, their mum's sick. Okay, well, this is awesome. Let's get footage of him saying, I'm just sick of her being sick. She's so demanding. It's all about her now. It's all about her. We've all got fucking things going on. I'm trying to get a second holiday home. All I'm doing is spending all my time in that hospital. And then you send it to them and go like, well, it's on you, dude. I'm happy to send this to her as her last memory. Or you can do something to, for me. I think this is, uh, uh, as I was saying, evidence to yeah, the, the, like the, this this argument, like oh, would you li- live in in, a, in virtual reality if it was available to you, or 
or not. Like if you... Some people say we are. Say, some people say we're in a simulation already. Simulation theory is a, it's a, it's yeah. a fun theory. Um, yeah, but anyway, what were you going to say? If, if you had the say, reality if, to go in reality, virtual reality or real life... Man, imagine, imagine now if I showed up and I was like, hey, man, like, uh, I've got this great thing, dude. I know look, you, you had all those losses on MSB, man. Like, yeah, one of your kids is fat. You're, your ex is, ex is real nasty, bitch. But look what I got, man. You put this, you put this on your temple and everything's perfect. It's fine. You, you'll die... Like, don't, you'll be dead. No, you so. don't die, dude. You're a corpse in a brothel and you just get fucked, but you don't know about it. <laughs> okay, that works too. But I was going <laughs> to okay. say, we eliminate, you don't have to worry anymore. We eliminate all, all of your problems because um, it'll, yeah. uh, you, you put it in and it, it, it just, it sends a spike straight into your brain and you're dead immediately. But for you, it'll feel like an eternity living in this, in this, uh, in this paradise of a world uh, where everything goes right. You're going to wake up tomorrow and, and oh, guess what? Mate, MSB, it's forty dollars. It's forty bucks. Oh, and mate, I WGO. I feel so excited. You're I rich. told you guys I was going to be right. <laughs> I fucking did it. I told you. Your podcast is successful. All and... you doubters out there, you're wrong. I've done it. And Dave Chappelle, he wants you to open for him. He said, "Oh, mate, you're the best white comedian I've ever seen." I wouldn't do it. You know why? Because I wouldn't want eternity. I'd still only want a few years because it's boring. I'm sure even Chappelle's bored. Sure, okay, sure, sure. Well, I mean, that's like that's that's an option, right? That's that's obviously got to be an option where you can you can click out at any time, or it, you, you you know, like uh, it's got a it's it goes oh you you live you live out to whatever age you want, and every moment will be blissful. But then also, would you would you want to would you not take eternity if every moment was blissful? If that was the guarantee? Yeah, but they, they can't guarantee it because you know what happens? You'd swim on your own tropical beach. And then one day you'd just be swimming and go like, what's the point of this shit? Like you, it hit you. Yeah, but that's my theory. That's my theory of what's happening right now, man, is that this is, if this is the simulation, okay, uh, to tie mm. it back into the simulation theory a little bit, if this is the simulation. We are in a simulation, man. If this I'm is just going to sim- be honest with you. Can I just be honest? Mm-hmm. I'm a paid actor. You <laughs> are in a simulation. I don't want to be weird, but this is the only time I've ever admitted it to you. This isn't real, Josh. I'm part of your uh, your imagination. It's, a, it's it strange that they have to pay you to be part of my imagination. <laughs> they, they. It's very. I'm actually I'm actually kind of annoyed that even in in my utopia that uh, they've had to pay and of all people you Andrew Wolf off to be my friend. They're not paying me. They're blackmailing <laughs> me because I made a cameo. And now there's a horrible video of me. (laughs) (laughs) And it's very accurate. My theory is if this is the simulation, uh, which it probably is, then that means that um, that you've you've picked it and you've picked to be here. And it's also probably not the first simulation that you've been in as well. So probably, right, what the, the move would be is to go, yeah, we'll put this thing on your head. Spike goes through your brain, and then um, you're dead, and you just live out this beautiful paradise. Dude, and then, when you a- get bored, when you get bored, uh, it it's, it clicks over, and you start again. Your memory's wiped. You have another go. Well, how about this for a better thing? You, it's augmented. So, say on your wedding day, it's like shallow hell. You're in there, and you're marrying an absolute bush pig. But like you're looking, you see a different person, yeah. and you're dancing, and you go, "Would you dance?" And you can sort of, you keep feeling them step on your toes, and it's hurting. But in your head, it's like this Cinderella. Did you dance? 
and you the same. You look like Shrek, but to them it's like Brad Pitt and then you make out and everyone claps. But you know what I mean? Like maybe you could actually live in the real world and have uh, slight variations so that you look different, but then people would see you different. Then they could see whatever they wanted of you. But this is what I'm saying is that uh, I think that if we've, if we've both agreed that uh, the, the body com- composite uh, Photoshop business would, would yep. work... Uh, then I uh, surely most people like that. Like the end game is the VR thing where you put the thing in your, in your brain. But we and, started and most with people, these, uh, what's the business called? Pixie. It's not Pixie photo. It's called copyright, like copy <laughs> and then write as in doing it, do it the right copy. It's a great idea. We call it copyright. <laughs> copy it right this time. Can't. Man, people would definitely take it, right? Like they would take the they would take the VR because you take the you take the fake Instagram photo. Everything. I don't think I don't think they would take it um, uh, if you presented it to them now, based on uh, the same thing. Like based on the fact that it's uh, disingenuous, they would say no, like no, I don't want that. They would they would be lying to themselves because they would want that. But they would lie. They would lie, and they'd say, "No, no, no, I don't want that. I can't. I, I, even if it's tough, I want to live in the real world." Like I. Well, that's what's happened, dude. This is what's actually happened, because this simulation is to toil. Because everyone realised, with enough time on the isolated beach, that the, the the best life is this struggle. Uh, yes. It's the only one that's uh, oh, actually yeah. really rewarding. Well, and that's what I think is that if you uh, if if this is a simulation, then this isn't the first simulation, which means you've gone through you've gone through all of them infinite times anyway. Uh, you've experienced the absolute peaks of of being uh, whichever famous that's person. It, dude, we fa- we just solved the universe because yeah. the struggle grows your in- in- internal your persona and what you are, and they realize you actually get nothing out of just idling. And being, uh, you know what I mean, just satisfied and pleased. It's that you need that desire in there, and it's the only thing that drives you forward. But eventually, no matter what you do, the the desire will fade away, and that's when it's time to hit the fucking reset button. And that's what happens. Like being challenged brings out the best experience at the end of it because you come out like a fucking soldier because you've experienced so much shit and trauma, mm. and it's actually like the best simulation you can do. Than mm. just being, because because we've spoken about it a million times in this pod. Everyone's dream is pretty much being dead because they want to yeah. just be lying on a tropical island, mm-hmm. staring at something, <laughs> at, yeah. at a window screen, and just going like, "That's what I want. I want thirty years drinking pina coladas, lying." And and we've all done it, right? You get heat stroke. By two o'clock, you feel fucking sick. <laughs> You've had nineteen pina coladas, and then you go into the aircon, and you st- you start to think fucking three days left in Bali. Can't wait to get the fuck home. Sick yeah. of it. Always the same. What you really want is the illusion of constant, uninterrupted progress, uh, and the feeling of satisfaction as you overcome obstacle after obstacle, uh, just so that at the end you can go, you can go, Oh, now I can relax. Cause I did it all. But as we've, as we've spoken about, you can do it now. You can take your fucking but why would you want to, Why would you even want to be you? Surely you just want to be a silent witness of a better man. So they just put in a better persona and you know what I mean? Like it, fundamentally, if you were truly sentient, you would go, well, you know what? I'm a fucking very base level thing. Mm. Put something decent in here. As long as I can just feel the highs and lows. Yeah. Wipe my consciousness 
And let's put someone decent on the planet that can actually achieve <laughs> something down here in the shithole. Like, really, do we really need any more shit peddlers wandering around being happy? Do you know what I mean? Like, why, why you feed the dumb dog? You feed the mangy dog. You give him a dream existence. What's, the, what's his worth? It's like he doesn't add any value. You don't give him a fucking prime rib to the dumbest dog in the, in the, the, the pound. Have you read the story, The Egg? Short story? I think... I, not only have I read it, I believe I wrote it in a past life. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, dude. In a simulation. That is very good. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man, I was expecting a no, and you came out with that. That's fucking great. <laughs> well, I bet, you, I bet you no one listening will like it. Oh, dude, I, this- I, I, I actually I really can't get over how fucking clever that was. <laughs> <laughs> this, that might this, have been the um, smartest thing I've ever seen you do. <laughs> Mate, what about that miso trade? That was good. Oh, <laughs> I mean, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's a beautiful mind, right? And sometimes it's I am Sam. Oh, mate. But you know what? Uh, dude, we, we've got to get away from these topics. So we've done wedding. No, this is a good we've topic, man. I was fucking really, I was really getting into that one, dude. Yeah, but man, this is like the Alan Watts ones where people zone out. No, they zone out of the videos I make, but they like they like the rest of it. It's um, <laughs> listening to it's I think a different experience. But when you put it, put up the paid Facebook promotions, they're not on board. <laughs> I do like the thing is because you could also get lives lost because this is one of the things on Ancestry.com because you go back and you look and it just says plumber or it's only got their mm. birth and death and you're like, well, that's meaningless. It's just a number. But if they could simulate the the life and show like a two toothed. Uh, playboy or you know what i mean and you could get an idea oh my granddad crazy he was five foot and you know he sold uh he sold fucking sheepskin oh, i don't know what the fuck what it, what's a job something well, did something i just want to i just wanted to go back quickly um, by the way can i tell you one thing while i'm on this topic i've yeah. got lineage to napoleon that's why i brought him in <laughs> We did Ancestry.com, and through my mum, I'm linked to Napoleon. Man, how do you fucking make that? Uh, okay, look, get, get, I just wanted to cap off that last thing that we were saying. I'll show you the Ancestry.com, dude. I'll, I'm in there. I'm a fucking, I will crush you. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You go on the website, and you give them the $125, and, oh, look at that. Turns out you're related to Cleopatra. Oh, yeah, you've, you, you know your what fam- happened? Oh, mate, your family, it's full of beautiful history and kings and people who did great stuff. No, no, you weren't. You weren't. Uh, you weren't the shit shovelers of the uh, of of history, man. You weren't three thousand years of people shoveling shit into a bucket Could to take it home to eat. In? No, what that? Yo, you, mate, you, you are the great, 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 great grandson of Napoleon, and you're no, very special Napoleon. indeed. You're he, very he, special he, indeed, Andrew. Everyone loves you, put- and it's because you've you've got famous famous heritage. You weren't. No, you weren't a sheep fucker. You weren't listen, I, shit. listen, I've got to be honest. The Napoleon thing is, it was only as about his eighth wife. It was one of the wives. Like, it was a whore that got banged of later on. It was someone that that Napoleon, he he rode over in his horse and turned into a quadriplegic and he wasn't able to provide for his family. We were linked with uh, the King of Scotland. You know yeah, that, uh, Robert were, the Bruce? Mate. That's right, mate. You're all, it's all royalty. You know what'd be funny? You do ancestry. But, no, but you get what I'm saying, man, dude. Like, of course, Ancestry is telling you that you're related to Robert the Bruce. Of 
course they are. Like, what do they? What do you expect that you go on there and they're like, oh, well, actually, we don't have any files on you because your family has done nothing important ever. <laughs> well, my dad's side came up with nothing important, but I'll tell you this. You know what's- <laughs> yeah, and you know what happened? The dad's side was flagged and they were like, fuck, what are we going to serve? What's, what color is this one? Yeah, serve them up Napoleon. <laughs> Dude, you know what's so funny, though, is when you log in and you go like, and then it comes back with that you've got three outstanding warrants for unsolved murders. <laughs> Do you know what on your family? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you go like, you go like, oh, I just wanted to find out whether great granddad was in the gold or was uh, a first settler. Turns out my dad's uh, a rapist. <laughs> going to jail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put his DNA on the database. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's, he's going down for a crime. Oh, that's so bad. I love that, he's by the way. He's a pedophile. You're on there and they're going, yeah, through your mum's side. Oh, going way back here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, Robert, Robert the Bruce. Uh, he, he fucked Napoleon and then he, they made you. And you're like, oh, that's amazing. I'm royalty. What about on the other side? It's like, well, your great, 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 great grandfather was a retard. And you go, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, imagine though, dude, I would love the most because that's what they do with the FBI. You put in it immediately and you go, just wanted to find out about great granddad. Turns out my dad's a pedophile and he's going to jail. <laughs> immediately. Yeah. He got arrested an hour later because I put the DNA into the system and alarm bells went off at the FBI and he's been arrested. I'm like, I'm sorry, Dad. The combo move is they're gonna take uh they're gonna take the uh, the copy the copyright uh, <laughs> copyright businesses simulate, uh, yeah, simulation architecture. Take the AI from that, and they're going to take Ancestry.com, and they're going to go back, and they're going to go back in time, and we're going to find out who did what throughout the 60s and the 70s and all the way up until now. And everyone's yes. parents are going to prison because they've done a perfect simulation of them doing cocaine when they were 21 at their mate's barbecue. They nipped off to the toilet and they dodged the parents and they had a baggie and they, they put it on the cistern and they snorted it up. And guess what? Guess what? It's the federal Jail. police. They're at the door and you, we saw you. We saw you in the simulation like Minority Report doing cocaine in 1988. We know you did it but did you know what i realized uh prisoners already do that they go and homeless people do it like why do you take drugs well that's entering the simulation right you end the shared consciousness mm -hmm. using drugs mm -hmm. and they're like well why why'd you do that and you're like well have you been in there it's pretty fucking sick <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot better than being in casarina jail well this is the problem the, to cap off the simulation thing is that like I this is why I can't think about it for too long, man. Because if you do think about it for for long enough, right, the everything you're doing in, in this pursuit to lie on the beach, it's like just top yourself, and that voice I think just gets louder and louder as I you know, get older mate. and older, and you f can't fight it, and you're like, why fucking why wake up in the morning? And but the the fear is that you you do top yourself and the i think the when it comes down to it not now i'm not there yet but in 30 years well when you're it's close mate line, you've had some you've had some desperate <laughs> phone calls that we won't put on record here but <laughs> dude there's a guy doing that right now on facebook just quickly who said i think if i died people would take a week for people to find out and it's a clear cry for help and i saw it and i thought well Let's see what happens. You know, I could intervene. Yeah. Go, go on, go on, go on. Keep talking. I was going to say, in, yeah, 30 yeah. Years, in 30 years, the only thing that's going to be stopping me is, is that idea that if it's a simulation and you do... That it starts uh, again. It starts again. 
right? And you just end it again and you're doing it over and over again. And you know what would be worse than the than the egg where you live everyone's life uh, and experience mm. everything is that it's not the egg. You're an egg. You're, <laughs> you're a fucking egg. Holy and, shit. And you die and you wake up again and you just start again with none of your memories and you've just done this over and over forever and Good. ever and ever. This is amazing because I heard a theory where they said anxiety or that dread. Do you know when you, something bad happens and then like say a miso or whatever I did, yeah. but then just before you do it, you know you get that premonition? They, mm-hmm. they, there's an argument that that travels across time. Like the, the, the Are you pain, talking about deja vu? Like the, or yeah, the, deja vu in a fair yeah, sense, okay. but I'm saying to you that, do you know how you have that extreme pain, but then when you do something and you sense that's bad, there's a theory that, that you're tra- teleporting that back through your consciousness to try warn yourself. Do you know what I mean? So then when something happens, it's almost like a time travel theory that something bad happens and then you know you get this foreboding, fuck, I shouldn't do this. It's actually your future self has warned you through that and you get that premonition. That's an idea, right? That, that there's time travel with, um, through consciousness so that you can spread pain. Even, even like to, to make it, I guess, to make it less sci-fi-y. Um, oh, well, a- look, it's not the best idea. I heard it on TikTok, okay? It's not like I read this. I'm just saying, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, on, I'm on your team. I'm just saying that like, and to make it less sci-fi-y, that like there is some kind of uh, fourth dimensional experience. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's you, what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. what I'm saying. Not like, like, like a, like not the, like a. You've got a box and you press a button and you can you yell through. Don't buy, don't sell me no. though. <laughs> no, the idea that that time's not linear. So the thought is that you know how you say you have ideas or dreams or what you want to do. Mm. That you go well. Where does that come from? That comes from your future self that's done all simulations. And it's, give, it's guiding you towards the best outcome. So, you know, you think, oh, I should sing. And you're probably deluded and wrong, but some people are right. Yeah. But you know what I mean? If you follow your gut, how it always seems to work out, maybe it's not your gut. Maybe it's the simulation. There's a memory, a slight fingerprint. Yeah, from, like you, from you, the, the, you the, having the, experienced this a billion times before. You, you've experienced a billion outcomes, maybe from the rebirth or whatever. So you actually have a sense of like, don't move back to Perth, cunt. Do you know what I mean? Or that sort of <laughs> well, because it's like you've got um, the first dimension, which is like a point. The second, which is like you make a line. And the third, which is depth. The fourth, which is time. And then fifth, which is I think like uh, wind. And then there's like uh, the chair shaking around. That's the sixth one. The seventh and one the is... the seventh is, is the government. No, the seventh one is... The Chinese government. No, no. The seventh one is, um, is the speaker's. And then that's well, at least according, this is according to the seven D cinema and and Surfers Paradise. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's your first three, which is uh, up to depth, and then the fourth one, which is uh, shaking, and then the fifth What's one, which is wind. <laughs> I love, I love, I love the, the, I love the seven D. Have you seen those? The seven D cinema, and you're like, I do not think, I do not think that uh, that water being sprayed at you is is one of the dimensions. <laughs> Dude, what I love so much is most of its harassment, what like um. It's a guy throwing popcorn in your <laughs> face, blowing on your neck, putting a sweaty towel down the back of your pants. <laughs> yeah. Most of it is just interference by a stranger. I also love that fucking uh, some snaggly tooth carny uh, saw a 3D film one day and was like, oh, the third dimension depth and then he extrapolated from that that the following dimensions would be different kinds of vibrating chairs <laughs> dude i love i love when a carney you're, you're watching a movie and you feel a ha- a, gr- a, a, a a clawy hand slide down the front of your pants and he whispers in your ear that's the eighth dimension 
And you're like, oh, no. That's the eighth dimension as he handles your dick. The eighth dimension is you being jacked off in a movie theater <laughs> in the Gold Coast. This is the eighth. Care to, care to partake? I'm like, that's a fucking carny hand. Get it off my dick. I just came here to watch Mary Poppins. Fuck off, you fucking turds. But you know what's funny is I realized all my research is coming from TikTok now because the idea of passing back that idea came from TikTok yeah. and the thing on Bitcoin, the seven-day seven hype, like my algorithm is just pulling all this financial shit. They're trying to goad me into cryptocurrency. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm trying to goad you into cryptocurrency because I've sent you my referral link and I know that uh, within a week I will have made back, uh, I would have made thousands of dollars on your trading commissions. <laughs> yeah, but what are you going to buy? What are you going to buy with it, man? Because you can never be happy because I know. That's, your, uh, that's your condition. Well, this so is... It doesn't matter. This is, and I think we can probably get into... Picks of the week. Over, over the past week, I've turned my P&L into 800%. And I reckon this, I do think that this thing is, is fucking, is ride or die. Um, and with Dude, my- imagine when you just start calling it a, a P, a P a and L, and go, yeah, let me present the P. Like you just dump the <laughs> oh, losses. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, my we call it a P now. Yeah, yeah. You know, come and, watch, and they go like, where's your P and L? And I'm going, P, thanks. Use the correct <laughs> language, you yeah, dumb yeah. fuck. <laughs> it's I'm- all profit. I'm just gonna have uh, I'm gonna have the number. I'll constantly update it, and I just man, <laughs> I was staring over the over the weekend just at my at my position, and I was actually getting aroused at it briefly for brief uh, mate, moments well, where I mean. felt something. I was like, oh, I have to go jack off. <laughs> mate, this this is the thing, but um, yeah, it all go- comes and goes, dude. But. What, should we do pick of the week? Yeah, well, I was gonna. I th- we are doing pick of the week. It's it's, we are experiencing it now, man. Um, what I was going to say is that someone asked me the other day, because uh, I was up quite a lot, and they were like, well, when are you going to sell? Uh, and I was like, man, what's the what, why, why sell? Like, you know when you're going to sell? You're going to sell after the TikTok uh, forecasted 30% correction coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, wait, man, you know, not- you know, you know, you're not actually going to sell. It's called liquidating. Because you're overdrawn. <laughs> <laughs> Our day, my liquidation days are over. I've stopped trading futures. I only trade on uh, on a 10x margin now, and it hasn't failed me yet. But that's the thing is, it's like that, man. The pro- there's a problem with crypto is that if you have the belief in the um, in in the project, right, uh, or in the technology, you. If you sell, then you are trading against yourself because what you actually believe is that you will eventually never have to sell if you hold it long enough. Yeah, but, but you, what you have to do is strip it away from the um, blockchain versus the particular branded cryptocurrency because it's a bit like um, the dot-com boom or Kodak, right? Kodak mm. said, nah, nah, we got the film, flash photography, and he was right, and he was right, and he had all these outlets because he had bought so heavily into Kodak. Everyone wants to develop. They like to see us. They like to show me photos of them getting their dick out in Thailand, and I <laughs> edit it and then smile and go, have a good one with the missus, did you? <laughs> they like that. And he yeah. held on and held on, and then a slight tweaking. Yes, the merit and the idea of blockchain exists, but will it be Bitcoin? Will it be Ethereum? Or will it be... Will it be a late adopter that b- tomorrow goes called, what about, um, what about block party? 
It's called Block Party. <laughs> and it's, it's a like the band, band from and the it's mid even 2000s. <laughs> I'm like, who wants to be on a chain when you can be at a party? It's called Block Party. And they're going, fucking. It's one of the less memorable indie bands. <laughs> and I'm like, all these idiots on chains, come and enjoy the Block Party. It's the exact same technology, just slightly tweaked. For my benefit. Okay, sure, sure, it sure. It might that's, happen. But that's, um, uh, I guess that's not, that's not my point, though, because I think it, if that's the case and blockchain uh, explodes, but then one of the projects falls off, well, you would think that you would, you would move, right? You would move into another project. No, but I'm saying who said, who said that this incarnation of technology is actually the forefront of the idea? I'm saying to you that there might be a subset that we're not even aware of, like when blockchain didn't exist and you're mm. all in. And they, there might be something that trumps all of this. I'm not saying I can't sure. invent it because if I could come up with it, then I would. And then I wouldn't work anymore. I know. But I'm of saying course. to you, there might be something that supersedes all this. And yes, you're moving in the right direction, but you're the right brothers with a fucking cardboard box running down a hill. <laughs> and it's about to... And you're like, yeah, yeah, we're going to fly one day. And I'm going, yeah, yeah, you're going to die, actually, cunt, but you're going to be a stepping stone towards this, this um, momentum and this technology. I'm just saying Bitcoin is not necessarily going to be the, the winner. Of course not. This. Of course not. But you're, uh, like, you believe in the project's future until you believe in there being a better project, right? Like, that's the thing. Well, I'm just saying I agree, man. And as I said, I'm, I've invested and lost most of my money in uh, sperm in a cup. So, like, we've all got our <laughs> yeah. fucking pre- preclusions and things that we get into. So, whatever. So, I think the, I think the move has to be to, um, to trim, trim the margin as it, uh, it's so counterintuitive, man. It's so counterintuitive to watch the price go up and then go, okay, I'm going to sell a portion of it now. <laughs> Because <laughs> while I'm watching it fly, I'm going to sell a portion of it. But it's insulation. You know what I, I should have done and you've got to do is you're too emotionally invested. You've got to jag it. Like the reality is it will have a correction because they do. And then what you need to do is like just randomly jag it because you've got to sell it at the, the, the time it seems least appropriate to sell. This is the yeah. psychology of, of shares, right? Yes. You have to sell on the day where everyone goes, what are you doing? It's Apple! And then, you, you know, I should have done it with me, so I got so invested into the semen in a bag theory that if I'd only just thought, well, nothing goes up in a straight line and there's no way that your fucking blockchains are going to keep just going up. There will be a, there'll be an assessment of like, oh, shit, well, it's risk off again. The economy's settled down, gold's gone, and uh, things that people are divesting back into banks and other ideas. I know the technology's moving that way. And look, mm. I had the same theory on Afterpay at a dollar or at fucking ten dollars, eight dollars. I thought it was overhyped, and I've I've had the same theory on even Bitcoin when it first yep. came out. Like when we were looking at it at four hundred dollars, I was like, well, "What is this pile of shit?" I said, "This is great, but it's ask Jeeves early. It's too early." It's too early. It's going to take years. But then, yeah, how, how do you how do you differentiate between when you think you should would be a bad like a a, a weird time to sell, and when everyone thinks it would be a weird time? Well, to Well, I sell? think I think I think about this for a trading theory, just to occasionally sit on the sideline, even if you give up five percent, just to randomly go, okay, this week I'll just sit out, just to just just to increase the probability or lower the probability of getting hit by uh, a correction or at 20%. Mm-hmm. But you know what I mean? So you've ridden it, you've ridden it, but why wouldn't you, now that you're up, have, okay, next week for three days I won't hold any just to see, just in case 
just randomly, you might randomly jag the fucking correction, dude. And then you've, you've got an extra 30% of, uh, of the currency. Well, because I did. Do you know what I mean? And you only, you only probably rob yourself a 5% up, up keep. Because over the weekend, I, uh, there was a point where I sold out part of the position and then this, it went from like six six ten and took a big dump to five eighty five and I was like oh and then I bought back in and readjust and I had a way and I was in a way better position after that it was a fucking it was a great move. I'm saying to you think about it like now that you're up surely you should do ebb flow where it's like in the pool out the pool in the pool out the pool just because like you're up and every day that you're out you lower your probability you're getting nailed. But you don't actually yeah. increase. You might slightly trim the upside, but you also, with a bit of luck, will suddenly be like, "Fuck yeah, it's down ten percent, fucking yeah!" Yeah, and then you, you know what I mean. And then you're gonna your greed is actually satiated in a better way. You know, the glutton gets another pie. That rather <laughs> right now, you, right now you're just on the edge of the pie. There's just crust left. You know what I mean? You've had such a good run. There is merit. I know what you're saying. You want to back the technology the whole way, but be realistic. Like, no, it's not going to straight line up. You know this. No, of course not. And, man, it's do it, like it's doing it now. It's fucking, it's, it's drifting and, and dragging up and down at the moment. Um, uh, I, have, I have this little model where, uh, like, Bitcoin's almost at an all-time high and Ethereum is, uh, is down, uh, like it's, it's nowhere near the all-time high, but it's also down against Bitcoin because I think what happens and what has been happening is that Bitcoin is just sucking up the crypto market cap. So people are rolling around with yeah. their Ethereum or their fucking Uniswap or Ripple or whatever, and they see Bitcoin going on a tear and they chuck everything into it. That soaks up everything like a big fucking sponge. And as soon as Bitcoin starts drifting, people sell out again and they go back and pump this up. But do, do you agree that they, the correction will come unannounced and it will be, uh, there will be a correction in it I, at some point? I think there will be a correction at some point, but we've, it's gone like it's, it's nowhere near a high. Uh, it, is, it is up. But there's there's too much there's too much good news, like in the next five days, for me to think that there is a big correction. Oh well, fair enough. And also, also, you don't want to dump. You, if it can break through into blue sky, you definitely want to let it run because it will find new territory. And while it's that close, what once it bunch, punches through that, you don't know where it will go. Of course, I'm talking about. I have no idea on cryptocurrency. So well, no, you're, you're, I've, you're I've right. Some TikToks on it. You're right because the resistance, the resistance point at the moment is at about six hundred and twenty dollars, uh, and it and it was it tipped over six hundred and twenty three uh, last night, and like it just it's been flirting with this resistance price point, and there's so much buy sentiment. Um, it could, it could fucking, it could dump out, uh, it could dump out down to 500 and liquidate me. But of it, course. it could also double from here, like just in a very short time. And that's, and that's my belief is that it's, uh, it's heading, it's heading towards uh, four figures, not down from here to 500. For what reason? People are going to shit their pants. People like me that hear about it. I'll be like, what's it? 
Oh, it's up. Uh, fuck it. I'm going in. I, I can't fuck up again. And that I need hasn't to pay happened. for my kids. That's the other thing that hasn't happened yet, right? Is like, if you look at the, uh, man, you look at the Google trends or the, uh, like, fuck the anecdotal evidence. Look at the Google trends for um, Bitcoin search results uh, and yeah. go the last five years. And you look at the all time high in 2019. Holy shit. Are you looking at the trends? Yeah, I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So the, look, this man, the number of people searching for Bitcoin now compared to its all-time high uh, in 2017 uh, or Jan of 2018, it's like a tenth because people. This is this is actual. I think this is genuine growth, not um, not public mania growth yet. And the mania is going to set in soon. Look at it. Might keep going up, but like its downside risk huge, right? Because it's like it hasn't done shit for like it has, but from 2018 to now, um, you know, it, it can keep running up. But it's it's certainly like, why is it taking this long? Do you know what I mean? It's that, yeah. Because so, so, so best case scenario, it doubles from here. Worst case, you lose. Uh, you know what I mean? Like you lose 30 percent. Well, I mean, it, well, I mean, the, first, the worst case is that um, it liquidates my margin on my Ethereum trade and I'm fucked. That's <laughs> what I'm saying to you. I'm saying to you, if you look at this chart, the downside risks through the fucking roof. I know, but also <laughs> you know look, at, look at those runs, man. Like, uh, so if you, if you go to the, the week-to-week chart, right, uh, the chart I'm looking at doesn't even go back far enough, I don't think. Um, I showed someone else this the other day and they were like, yeah, but it, like what happens when it just crashes again? I'm like, what do you mean crashes again? In 2011, it was worth a dollar. In 2015, it's worth $500. And then like you ignore the peak. In 2016, it's gone from like $1,500 to $3,000. Like it, it, doesn't, it doesn't correct itself past, uh, past a certain point. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You can drop to 15, but you could probably kick to 40 exactly oh. and as, oh, I'm, I'm doing Oz dollar as soon as it ticks over from being a $19,000 all but time, dude that's not a big enough number anyway unless you're margining that's not a good percent I am margining but when as soon as it ticks over from uh you look are you looking at AUD yeah I only look, uh, yeah that's all that as, came as soon as it ticks over from $26,000 and it runs up to a hundred thousand dollars it's not going back down to $26,000. It's going back down to $50,000. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, well, let's see. This is going to be interesting, man. Mm. This will be... Obviously, you said my Sweden wrong uh, call was wrong, and I um, I still need to see the bodies before I buy into what's been happening. I think it's media. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Look, the, the, you're, you're totally right. The smart move is, uh, is going to be that... I, I reckon it's going to... I still think I still think it's got some upside in it, like some safe upside in it, and then the move is going to be to reduce my position. Dude, you just want to be aware that like, um, what's best case scenario on it? I, I suppose you're saying a hundred work could happen, but like, oh, and if we're talking about if we're talking about Ethereum, if yeah, if but I'm saying for Bitcoin, it's not like it's not spectacular, is it? Like twenty five to forty is okay, but. Like, do you know what I mean? You can get that. You could have got that on national. You could have got that on National Australia Bank. When could you have gotten that on National Australia Bank? Well, it's run from fourteen dollars up to twenty four. I mean, th- that's pretty close to that that percentage. Uh, well, yeah, except except if you bought Bitcoin, you've uh, you could have gone from uh, the dippy dip of. Uh, I what, know. Mark? I'm just saying to you, in the last trading period, it's done all right. But it, you know, it's it's still not like it, it's in line with a lot of things. Well, this is, I mean? this is the reason that I'm so uh, bullish on Ethereum, right? Is that 
what Bitcoin has gone up thousands in the past couple of days and Ethereum has gone up uh, like, I don't know, a hundred bucks maybe, but yeah. it's down against Bitcoin. And I think as soon as the dust settles a little bit, as it, and it has done, this has happened every time over the past week, I've been watching it. As soon as the yeah. dust settles on Bitcoin and Bitcoin stops running up, the money moves back and Ethereum pumps, Ripple pumps, these other these other ones yeah. soak up the market cap. And well, it's why, wouldn't you, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you um, switch horses now? I am. I'm in, I'm in Ethereum. Oh, that's good. That's good. that's what I'm saying. Is that I'm I've been in a th- like I mean I bought in a, at margin at five hundred and twenty dollars and it, where it's we've peaked out last night at six hundred and twenty three dollars. Oh, well, you're killing it, dude. I think so, um, dude. How's it? Don't do the margin. So surely you learn from what I did because Miso made it back to five oh five, which was all my money back. Mm. And if I hadn't had the margin in the first instance, would have been double what the money even was then. And instead, I watch it drift back up and I'm fucking clawing my way back up. I'll still get to a decent number, you know, once it gets to 10 and plus. Yeah. But it's a f- monumental fuck up. And it was like, was it worth it? Like, I sh- once I hit 450, I should have just uh, tapped out the margin and just uh, drifted off. And I just could have just bought a house for cash over like six months. So it would have been pretty easy. We're not talking about that level of money, but I will, um, uh, I have reduced the margin uh, and then I've fucking yanked it way back up again, but I will reduce the margin to, uh, uh, I mean, I think I think anything above a $400 liquidation price. Dude, the margin works well, but in the, what I've realized is margin in the, when the downside risk, do you know what I mean? Say like a meso from a dollar to three is great. But once yeah. you start tapping up to five or ten, who the fuck wants to margin on high numbers like that? Do you know what I mean? Because the implications are monumental for the drop. That, do you know what I mean? It's almost like reverse. Do you know when you see a stock tick over from nine cents to ten and mm. then then it's half cent moves? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's sort of the reverse in the margin. Like one to three, you know what I mean? Your, your, your risk, your downside risk from one's nothing and then one fifties. But then once you're at five, you can easily fucking – Dip like I did to three and get fucking hammered. Of course. But you know what I mean? From three three to two is so unlikely. And do you know what I mean? That That's a smaller drop. And well, it's, yeah, you know what I mean? A smaller drop and your your upside's way better. Like the risk escalates on these stocks the higher the, the price, you know, for margins, I think. Yeah, for sure. Do you know what I mean? Like you're in a very risky position margining higher and higher at the top edge of a chart. I think that like, uh, I think a... From six hundred dollars to five hundred, it's a, it's a reasonable margin, but it should be uh, it should be more like a tw- it sh- it sh- I, th- I think it sh- I should be in a place where it takes like a twenty five percent drop to wipe me Dude, out. My uh, my new idea in margins is that they're uh, this Evil. is my new thing that I only just learned, <laughs> that they're only a capacity to use to fix timing. So you you use your normal capital, you make it up, but then if some fucking blindside happens, like this delay in the meeting. Then you're like, oh shit, yeah, I've got 400 grand at my bank. I'll buy it at three. Suck my balls. Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah, like yeah, anytime yeah. there's an unforeseen, you basically capitalize on it using the margin. Otherwise, you just trade the capital. I say this, but I've got to try build my capital back up. So I'm doing whatever. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, I'm saying theoretically, what I'd like to do going forward is to use it as a backstop. So when the corona crash happens, it's like, okay, I'll double my position. Thanks fucking, thanks for coming. Do you know what I mean? Almost like yeah. a natural a natural double. So when something hits you randomly, like imagine yours right now, you've got your 
your Ethereum, then it drops 20, but then you margin? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, see, I'm not in a... Uh, and, that, man, that's, and that's what I did. I margin on the way up, and then uh, I uh, sat there with a way reduced risk. It dropped, and I bought back in. Uh, but now I'm, sit, I'm sitting in there a little... I'm, I'm probably sitting in there a little long. Um, the lesson I learned is don't have a margin fully drawn at all points. It's crazy. It's definitely not fully use drawn. It, uh, use it as a, as a, as a fucking... Nitros, like on a car, just to supercharge profits? Well, it's not fully drawn, and I do have uh, uh, at least 50% of my capital uh, in spot, not in margin. Hey, done something bad and need to forget? Aligaoli's spaghetti sauce. Why find out about your guma? Forget about it. I'm a real Italiano guy over here, making the best fucking spaghetti sauce on the market. Someone in your crew get pinched? think they might rat fucking forget about it someone see you clip another wise guy think they might be running their mouth trying to get you whacked fucking forget about it oligaoli's spaghetti sauce uses the finest italiano ingredients to fill your stomach and has a little something extra to help empty the fucking head of any cocksucker trying to shake you down we might be in the garbage business, but that don't mean you should be putting any garbage business on your dickalini over here. Get some fucking spaghetti on that spaghetti and forget about it. Well, man, we've done it. That's the hot tip. I've got to make a move now. <laughs> okay, you don't have any other tips? How's, how's the, how have the trades been this week? Oh, mate, well, I've, I had Gib, which I'm still waiting on. I'll just keep that as my tip. I'm waiting for their drilling result, but I rang the MD and he was snappy. He's quite rude. He was like, fuck off. That, what you want is inside information. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Give it to me, dick. Give it to me, bitch. But um, <laughs> he was really rude and they had some drilling delays. And I was like, well, did you think, were you going to tell anyone? He's like, well, tell you when the information's available. I said, that's not actually what you said. You said you would uh, release information as it became available, not at the end. So I don't know what you're doing here. But I still think it's a really good play. So we'll have to see how that one unfolds. But it's great to see that um, Warringa and now Gib, that uh, digging holes is beyond these people's uh, comprehension. So <laughs> I think it's almost time to set up our own drilling company. I'm like, how hard is it? Do you know what? I'm not even going to fucking use a drill. I'll use dynamite or like uh, a nuclear bomb. Fuck that. No, well, mate, we've got wooden spoons in the kitchen and we could dig through faster than these people could uh, put the hole. How's this for drilling? Why can't you just nuke it? You go fucking drilling campaign. We'll just fucking uh, blow up the entire build, uh, the entire cliff face and then we'll work out what's in there from the <laughs> rubble. Do you know what I mean? They said, oh, how it's going to take years to work out there's oil there. Not if you let off 13 nuclear bombs. We've realised that there's fucking was oil there, but it's all vaporised. <laughs> Fuck, we fucked up. <laughs> Man, what about a speculative drilling company where you and I start it and we do... We just dr drill uh, or dig in your uh, in your backyard, yeah. Like, <laughs> and we just go. Dude, Look, we think there's something there. We've got. It's a hunch. Come on, invest. Mate, imagine that because they've got depth limits. Imagine if you went on the right angle, we could probably get into a Mongolian uh, <laughs> oil play. Do you know what I mean? By drilling, yeah. drilling, drilling. What, what we've done is we have gone from Wolfie's house to the to WE three. We've gone from Wolfie's house to WE3 and we've drained all the oil oil from the WGO place. Oh, mate, it's imagine a that. You get in the hole at dog legs, 
they get to the bottom and I'm like, surprise! And there's no oil there. It's all been drained and it's drained to my house and it's in my pool. <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, have we had any Have we had any uh, good movers this week at least? Dude, you know that that is actually an incredible theory. If you could go below the deposit for stuff like that, you could theoretically drain it from underneath. Yeah, this is um, this is the plot to There Will Be Blood. This is exactly the plot to There Will D- Be Blood. Dude, so, so, so you could steal it from them. They'd get to the bottom. Warringah's uh, WGO's like, fuck, there was nothing there. We couldn't believe it. But right <laughs> now, I've basically drilled adjacent and a dog leg, and I'm sucking it up <laughs> with pumps. And by the time they get there, they go, it's so weird. It looks like it was a sponge full of this shit, but it's all gone. I've never seen anything like this. It's, it's all drained. And there's a, there's a, a post-it note there. Suckers. Do you know what I mean? Like, fuck them. But man, this is, don't you remember, dude? This is Daniel Day-Lewis going, it's drainage, drainage. You have a milkshake. I have a straw. I drink oh, your mate. milkshake. I drink it. You up. love this movie. I, <laughs> do you know what? I watched it once, and I just remember a guy sort of at motels being vicious with a gun. Like I don't remember the movie that much. That is the wrong movie, man. I don't know what plot, what movie that is. No, he was at at motel. He had the long hair. Oh, this is you're shotgun. thinking of the film uh, No Country for Old Men, and he doesn't oh, yeah, have a yeah, shotgun. That's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you refer Which, that, by the uh, way, for a second I was like, I was about to say same director. It's not even the same director. It's a it's the Coen Brothers, and I'm talking about a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. There will be blood. Okay, well look, I in my head, for some sort of wiring issue, I kept thinking you were referring to that movie, and I was like, I don't know. I don't remember any <laughs> drilling in any of this movie. So I was like, I always go along with no. your reference, but I'm like, what is he talking about? Have you, have you not seen There Will Be Blood? Man, it's an oil movie. It's about a guy who snakes everyone to become an oil baron, and he is absolutely despicable. He's what Oh, yes, you- I have. Yeah. I have and seen this. At the end. And, he- and, and then they, they, they basically changed the title of the land to pull it into his. Is this right? Uh, uh, he no, he he like he snakes a uh, this ultra religious family like this pastor. Yes, yes, yeah. I watched this one. Yes, Fuck, I love that movie. But I, I call yeah. That- and then at the end, I drink your milkshake. <laughs> oh, yeah, what, what do you oh, think that one was called? Oh shit! I actually have seen that. Yeah. Uh, these all these references from episodes and episodes because you referred to it a lot. Suddenly, like tweeting, Twice. it's like ding Twice. ding ding I've ding, like to a poker machine. Yeah, and then he beats him to death with the with the bowling pin at the end, and he screams, "I'm finished, mate!" <laughs> you talk about this movie more than you talk about your Hong Kong trip. Oh man, did you did I tell you about that? Did you see the City of Lights? Did you see the light show over the <laughs> fucking um, the sewer filled uh, canal or whatever the fuck it is? I saw. Oh, um, it's beautiful that shithole. They did Chinese New Year. Hong Kong, you know, and you know, I like. I like when you get up to the top of that fucking skywalk and you can't see anything because of the smog coming off China. Oh, yeah. it's beautiful out. It's a lovely place. That's well, it wasn't smog. It was actually just a foggy day when I went up there up that walk. So you've you've misremembered, dude. It's actually not fog. It comes off the smelting plants in China. It's that you cannot even see. You can barely see the ocean on the right hand side Is that because then- of smog. Is that them smelting the uh, the people from the Muslim death camps that they've started up in China, dude? They, you've got to burn a few few farmers to make a farm. 
That's pretty obvious. <laughs> yeah, man, we're going to do our own Great Leap Forward. I think that's the way of the future. Dude, I do like this uh, copyright, copy it right photos. Yeah, we're definitely going to come up with a better name than that. It's absolutely atrocious. <laughs> yeah, 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 but man, I was saying like, that's what, that's why I did it. Dude, you know, you know what the move is? Is something innocuous. You do something really innocuous, right? Like bride, bride to be, uh, photography, image, imaging service. Oh, I know what the idea is. Me too. We call it me too. <laughs> <laughs> but we, but we want to be on, we want to be on Insta. So it's ha- hashtag, hashtagable. Hashtag me too. And you, you, you conclude yourself. Friends went camping and left you behind? Me too. Don't be left behind. <laughs> no, right, here's the move. Here's the move, okay? Right? You, you take out big ads in, the, in every fucking bridal magazine and you call it like a bri- bride-to-be imaging service. And it's like uh, uh, the bridal photography and imaging. Uh, get it, we get it perfect every time. And so you rope them in and the brides come in and they go, oh, what? so I don't actually know what happens. I just got a coupon. And you go, come over here, love. Sit down. And you sit them down and... And then you, and then it takes twenty minutes, and they're in the waiting room. They're having a, they're having a chardonnay. Dude, this is sounding like a Harvey Weinstein, and you're like, let me, <laughs> let me give you a massage. You put them in the box. You put them in the box, and you, and you, and they're and they're watching the film, and you got the three D glasses on, and your hands they're getting lower and lower. And you go, you want to know what the eighth dimension is? No, they're out, out in the front, yeah, you know, and they're you know. on they're on the couch, right? And they're having a chardonnay, and yeah. it takes and twenty minutes later, you come out, and they go, oh wow, what what is this? I still don't really understand. You you take you didn't really take my photo in there i just you had like this big machine and it just went circles around me yeah, and made yeah. a lot of noise and all my jewelry came off and you said i you guys i said not to wear metal anyway have a look yeah. at this book and they open up the book and they go and they're looking through and they're like oh these look like me what is this and they go it's your entire life mapped out and they go oh, what and they get to the end and, and you're like you're like what's happening and you're like yeah we, this is how you die and you, look jenny we've we've mapped out your death and they go why have you done why have you photoshopped this and that you go not photoshopped shop simulated this is an actual representation we of what happens over the next 60 Dude, years i love it she bursts into te- tears janice this is your life and she's gets within 13 seconds you've got her wedding photos her honeymoon everything and you're like now fuck off and stop taking photos of people you dickhead and she's so like, what, what what do you mean I'm like, she's like i'm getting this is me this what this is a divorce certificate i'm like yeah the marriage only lasts six months he cheats on you on the honeymoon. You're sick. You get barley belly and he goes out and he fucks a 14-year-old, one of the local Imagine girls. Imagine how good it would be. Gets her pregnant. You find out six months later when there's correspondence and she's asking for money. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like um, she fucked a nanny in barley. But you know what? It, Harvey Weinstein would like this because you could do a fake simulation and he could be in jail flicking through flip books and he's just banging some of the new <laughs> Hollywood stars. Do you no, know what I mean? Be- there's, shots, <laughs> there's shots of them and, and it's him. There's, here you go, Harvey, and there's a photo of him like a beanbag lying on top of the latest Spider-Woman. Do you know what would be great? <laughs> just sending Harvey uh, letters through the prison postal system and you'd spend time just intricately Photoshopping him into p- 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 uh, compromising positions with every new actress that comes out so he oh, can mate. have a little taste of the outside. Do you know what you should do? Because his wife would have left him and his family is you you send him photos of his current day family doing normal stuff and then you superimpose him in the background <laughs> like he's still there. This is how we get traction for bride-to-be, bride bride-to-be so, so, for, for so, imagery. So they're at Coles and he, 
And he's like, oh, there I am. I'm getting grapes in the background. <laughs> now, before, just before you leave, there's the last thing. Um, tomorrow. Gee, I left an hour ago. Tomorrow. Uh, I've, yeah. uh, I've had the page open. I've been refreshing it until they've announced it. But tomorrow at 9.15, Craig is being sentenced. Oh, I can't wait. I want to drive up to Brisbane and watch it, but I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to do meetings and stuff. But this is going to be my one chance, man. You know? Mate, we've got to go down there. We need this. You've got to go. It'd be so Dude, good. I was trying to. I had, I had such an idea for Sure Thing funding, but now I've forgotten it. So oh, yeah, uh, www.surething.money. We've had more people sign up to the Patreon, which we don't. We don't actually want because um, uh, of no, the No, what we're doing the Patreon is going to become like a a Ponzi, like a simulation to yeah, see. It's already a pyramid scheme. First adopter gets on the sh- the, the pointy end of the Ponzi, which is what we've we done. Um, we had the first. Uh, the first. Uh, what do they call it? P- pyramid skimmissions go out to, uh, well, to what, my dream, the what the dream is it's, if you get enough people believe, below you is to have a few people on the Patreon that are paying their mortgage using this <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that would be amazing um, so we've, we have we have done that uh, and we have sent out the first payments and then more people have started to join which is good but uh, what we we don't that's not the goal we actually want your superannuation money so if you could please go to surething.money uh, and look 800% percent p now, how do you argue with an 800% P&L? It's, it's a P. It's a straight P, mate. Straight up. It's no P&L. It's one big PP. <laughs> it's all I've got. It's a PP. No, but the thing is, um, also for foreign nationals, we have to work a way around um, the, the banking process because um, for a business decision, some of the banks uh, need you to have a nexus to Australia. I don't know why. So what we've it's done is we've actually me. we've created sort of like a, a tax haven. Um, Wolfie's bought a small uh, oil rig off the coast of uh, WA, and uh, we've declared yep. it an independent country. Um, so what we'll get you to do is deposit your cryptocurrency into uh, our, our yep. accounts over there. Um, we've got uh, uh, Craig's. Craig's a flight risk. My old boss is a flight risk. He's going out. He's flying over there, and he's going to become the uh, financial controller for the oil rig. And he uh, he'll take he'll take your money, and we'll uh, we'll invest it in uh, in in really really good SMSFs. I reckon Craig will get uh, seven years. That's my pick. I'm hoping for eight. One for each of the thousand dollars that he owes me. And one for each hundred percent of my PL. <laughs> the reason he'll only get like six or seven is because they didn't pin him for a big number, even though he's done a lot worse. Like they only managed yeah. to get a few to stick, so it's three hundred grand. So like the penalty might not be as bad as we thought. He needed more money pinned on it. ASIC have been chasing him for so long that I think they are gonna really fucking like they've been gunning so hard for him for so many years, man. Um, I looked back through the court cases because I was looking to see when his uh, sentencing was. And there are ones back like from two th- the mid-2000s, man. Like, with the same thing, ASIC v. Craig Gore. And uh, he, they've, been, they've been going after him for fucking over a decade. They're so happy. Mate, I love, I love the moment they come to handcuff him and they realise he's a hologram. And <laughs> the cuffs just go through it. <laughs> and it's Kanye West. <laughs> he just turns into Kanye. And he's like, he's a genius. He's a genius. <laughs> On and, repeat. And they, they, talk, they talk to Craig and it's like a housewife's voice. I don't know where I was. I went in to get my bridal <laughs> photos. <laughs> I've, been put in, <laughs> I've been put into a simulation, a hologram. And they're like, hello, where am I? Where's my Jeff? I'm meant to get married on Monday. And it's like, you go 
going to Are you you're going to jail for a long time, Craig. You're going you, you you've going to jail for a very long time, Craig. I'm Nancy. We've swapped it. We've we've taken we've taken the little uh, the little plastic thing that you stick in the head and we've swapped their consciousnesses. And Craig's paid twenty mil to have his his consciousness swapped out, but we we only had access to one soon to be bride. Dude. So he's he's Jenny now. Dude, you know they used to. That's the standard crime move, right? If you've got enough money. You mm. grab like a, a destitute gambling or drug addict dad and you go, look, look, you can't provide for your kids. Go down for this murder and yeah. I'll pay for their school and everything. And he's like, I did it. I stabbed her. I stabbed her hard. That's a plot in, uh, that's a plot in Breaking Bad. But in this one, we're, um, we're doing it uh, un- to some unwilling uh, soon-to-be bride. <laughs> I still think that <laughs> would have been... Who just came I in to would... get photos done of her, of her beehive haircut. I still think that would have been the best ending for like a Friends, where uh, Chandler, just, uh, Joey, just murdered Chandler for no reason, and that's the end. Oh, it's yeah, just that like, do you know what I mean? Have a gory end. They tried to do that with Seinfeld without it being like past the uh, like the standards of decency that I guess they were adhering to. They were like, everyone's going to prison, and people were furious. They were so angry. They were like, no. What? We need, we need resolution. It's like, you're not getting any resolution. That's not what this fucking show's about. You know what the ending should have been for me? It should have been the network, like, like uh, in The Last Dance, a, a big wig saying, no, we're not refunding it. And then there's a breakdown in contract negotiations. Like you go, <laughs> do you know what I mean? It becomes a real thing. And he goes, yeah, yeah. we're not paying enough. And then it's cancelled and goes, fine. And then he rips the contract off and that's the end of Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, and there's some yeah. villain at NBC that basically goes, we're not renewing it. I'm sick of this show. It's not working. It's not working. Do you know what this outrage? They should have written that the the network killed it, and you know what I mean. They wanted. They had the whole episode begging, and they break the fourth wall. Please, we want to make more. We want to make more, sir. Do you know what I mean? They break the fourth wall. I would have loved that, and that leave it great. as a a bloody tissue of a, a knife. In the well, back, rip up the uh, rip up your superannuation contract with SunCorp and get on to sure thing. Dude, I've got money. a great idea. Yeah, a great idea for a show at a roller or ice rink, but oh. I, I don't think I've mentioned it yet. <laughs> I've, I've got a great idea for a uh, a new a new book. Okay, it's a it's starring you. Actually, you know what? It's the could be a movie. It's a screen adaptation. It's a screen adaptation starring Andrew Wolf. And it's called Fatless Shrugged, and it's an Ayn Rand, <laughs> <laughs> and, it's, and it's, uh, it's it's an ode to capitalism through the uh, through the perspective of a maniac. <laughs> you know what I would love? I've just thought about it. Is you know because we can never get anything made. It's just stealing ideas and just slightly changing them and selling them to ABC, <laughs> and then they work out. They go, hang on, this is Mr. Bean. And we go, exactly, you dumb fuck. We just changed it to Mr. Wiggle and he's Chinese. You stupid fuck. Like sell them rip-off uh, shows. Don't you think that'd be amazing? I think it's a great idea. Um, I just don't know if... Uh, I don't think the problem is the idea, Wolfie. I think it's it's uh, the, the clout that we have is why they're not buying our projects. Dude, I would like to go to uh, a meeting and you've got like a knife, like a big blade... And you look vicious. This is this is tying into our other one of, of trying to be a bikey. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm doing a gig at the Mongols and my dream is to get patched. So I'll keep people posted. <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing a job, uh, sorry, a gig where? At a bikey clubhouse. Oh. And I'm going to try to get patched. And I just send a, a little message to any comedian. 
I'll see you at the fucking Melbourne Comedy uh, Festival, but I'll be there with a the gang. So you better fucking steer clear, cunts. You, you know I'm coming about, for you. The thing about biker gangs, man, is that they absolutely love when the the jester or any sort of outsider is there going, "Hey, come on, come on, boys, patch me up. I bought my jacket," and you produce like oh, a dude. little leather jacket. I love that. I, I agree, man. There's one thing I know about a serious street gang is they love nothing more than a loud mouth, a privileged loud mouth. They it's love, everything for yeah, them. Yeah, they love, they love a, a chatty larrikin um, and they also do genuinely love a good wordplay. Uh, they love a good wordplay. Dude, they're going to love it. Oh, and I also know, I also know that you don't need to take, uh, you don't need to take a beating, Wolfie, because you can also always ask to be sexed in. <laughs> as your no, initiation. but listen to this because I thought <laughs> this is what I'm going to sell them. Yeah. They, they they support rappers. I want to get one to patch me and support my Melbourne comedy show because I'm, I'm guessing I'll get on the gala when I arrive with bikies there and it's going to send a real ripple through the Melbourne comedy scene where they go, Wolfie bash Why didn't my gang got involved? Do you know what I mean? I'll be like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you've got a you've got a, a guy from uh, like a like a PD from ABC standing there going like, "Sorry, mate, you're you're not on this lineup." And then looking over, and then there's just an angry guy with a with a fucking metal pipe, and he's going, "Oh, you, actually, you might be on this lineup. You 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 are. You're the whole lineup." Imagine that. <laughs> imagine the, the effect you have. You go on the gala, and you're in the green room, and there's Hughes and all those guys, but you come in with an entourage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. he goes, "Hey, mate, are you on the gala?" And I say, "Shut the fuck up." Are oh, you on tonight? And one of his, one of my entourage goes, "Shut the fuck up, cunt." <laughs> It'd be so funny. Can you do a good Husey? Well, everyone says I sound like Husey. Yeah, but you need to. If you put it on, maybe it'll be perfect. No, I can't. Know? I can't do impressions because I don't like to steal. My material, mate. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's all original. I'm coming up with gems every day. <laughs> you know on the train when that ticket machine doesn't work? That's my shit. Don't ever anyone do it. <laughs> Coronavirus, can I? Yeah, no, you can't. You can't do impression. <laughs> no. Corona. Oh, shit, that's not Yeah, good. I think it's a, everything's more. Like the vowels are really long. What's the now? No, I can't do it. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Leveraging your home. Margin personal loans. Hedged by put contracts. Holding 15 overexposed bad positions. Looming threat of liquidation. Everybody wants to rule the world.